I used to love that movie. Please don't remake this. I have such fond memories of that film. Please don't remake this. Hey, Hollywood, if you want to be smart, just hire some writers to make some new art. And after our heart to heart, go make a new start. Please, God, please, God. Don't ruin my childhood. Please don't remake this. Please don't remake this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Please Don't Remake This, the movie podcast where my guests of the week and I get nostalgic and talk about one of our favorite childhood movies. I'm Lauren Mosier, and today I have with me one of my best, 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 best friends who is an actor, a playwright, a director, and in his own words, a gold medalist in meaningless pursuits. Nick Valdez! Hello, it's me. <laughs> that is not your normal voice <laughs> but wouldn't it be funny if it was for this podcast if it was this would be a hysterical episode because i wouldn't be able to stop giggling <laughs> uh, but hi nick how are you i'm doing well how about yourself ah uh, you know for those of you listening we just talked for an hour about how how fucked the world is right now <laughs> we literally spent a whole hour just <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, and we're about to talk about a horror movie, but you know, the world's horrors are worse. Yes. Oh man, so mm-hmm. much more horror in the real world. But today we are talking about the one of the, probably the most classic movies I'm ever going to cover on this podcast because, like, this is one of the quintessential like thriller movies. Um, the Sixth Sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Sixth, not being the easiest word to pronounce. The sixth <laughs> sense. Uh, if I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't practice how to say it before we recorded. <laughs> the, the the sixth sense. Oh wow, you're right. It is more difficult than than you think. Yeah, you like want to say it. You sound like you feel like you have a lisp, but, but you don't. Um, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not the easiest. But yeah, we're talking about the sixth sense. Um, and uh well so why this movie uh as the first category to get into so i posted on instagram a while ago about asking people what movies scarred them as kids because i have my own movies that scarred me as a child and then i was curious i was like i wonder if other people like have things that maybe i haven't seen or maybe we all share a movie and nick surprisingly (laughs) suggested this movie and if i remember correctly you said you watched this in theaters Yes. Uh, I was actually, funny enough, talking about this with my dad yesterday. Oh, my uh, God. This movie came out in 1999. Uh, I was born in 91. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, it, it didn't definitely didn't come out before my, I mean, after my birthday. So I was eight years old when this movie came out. Oh I'm also really bad at math, so I'm probably fucking wrong. <laughs> you were either you were either seven or eight. There's no other yeah. option, so you're There's, fine. You're close. Yeah. 50 50 yeah. chance. Yeah, but I I remember exactly where I was when I saw this. I remember the fucking night uh, after I saw this and the years following. Uh, this oh movie horrified me as a child yeah i can uh, imagine you're literally the age of the main character yeah i would assume after watching this movie you would just start seeing ghosts ghosts by osmosis like you, you're not wrong uh <laughs> you're definitely not wrong i definitely did see ghosts and i well i thought i did and i'd seek them out as a child too oh, after wow. this movie which would was just like this forever like 
I guess, feedback loop of like, I'm scared of ghosts, but I want to look for them forever. That's insane. I I saw ghosts as a kid. Um, They're fun. uh, um, (laughs) My mom tells me that when I was really, really little, probably like two or three, maybe. No, probably like three. Mm -hmm. um, There was a spot I would say. So there was a woman in my neighborhood who I guess like either communicated with spirits or was just like a spiritual person and had some Mm -hmm. kind of like cool vibes to her, you know, witchy vibes. And I used to like talking with her and hanging out with her. And in front of her house, apparently there was a spot where I would sit and like talk to the air. But I would like, apparently like I was talking to a person because like when people, when my parents would ask me or if my neighbors asked me, I'd like, they started calling whoever I was talking to my guardian angel. And if they asked me like, where's your garden initial where's the person i would point to the same spot every time and i was doing this a lot and then she died and soon after she died i stopped seeing anything oh wow and so that happened when i was really little and then i saw a ghost again when i was like nine i had a nightmare and i went into my mom's room to sleep that night and when i woke up there was a woman in the hallway and i thought it was my mom because she was kind of like wearing a nightdress similar to my mom it had the same kind of like shape and features and I thought it was my mom, and then I turned, I, like, rolled over to look at my mom, and my mom was sleeping right next to me. Oh, wow. And I got so scared, and I hid under the blanket and was just, like, shaking. I don't know how I fell back asleep. And then I woke up the next morning, and I explained to my mom who it looked like, and it turned out that it probably was my great-grandmother. Wow. Yeah, because she looks, my mom and her look very similar, and my mom had a picture of her that she showed me that it was exactly what I had seen. Wow. And That's insane. Yeah, and so it was weird that I just, like, had that happen again as I was a little bit older, and then I haven't seen ghosts since, um, thank God, because that was horrifying, and I was terrified, um, and yeah, I can, I don't know how you wanted to pursue ghosts. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's funny, because, uh, when I, 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 it wasn't like I was pursuing ghosts as a kid, I was, I was actively trying to run away from them. Uh, but what, I remember being in like middle school and there was that like the auditorium, somebody died and like their ghost haunts the auditorium. You know, it was all made oh, yeah. up. Classic. Uh, but I would just like, I would be like, Hey, uh, can I go? I would ask my teacher. I'd be like, Hey, can I go to the bathroom? And I would just like sneak into the auditorium and just like look around and be like, is the ghost here? And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I saw a ghost once and it was, it was awesome. And then I realized, oh, wow, this is actually kind of terrifying. And I never did it again. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Um, but I can't believe I can't believe your dad w- allowed you to go see this. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, dad? That is not a good call. You know, but here's the thing, though, is I, I, I kind of thank him for it. Because, mm-hmm. A, I, I now forever have this really funny story. Um, <laughs> yeah. But B, uh, movies don't scare me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've like, every time ever, anybody asks, like, oh, Nick, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen before? I always say The Sixth Sense. Like, it's still to this day, like, I, I wasn't scared yesterday watching it. And I think that's partly because I had company while I was watching Company being my girlfriend that I live with. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, like, I remember, like, yesterday, I was very nervous. Like, yeah. I, I was just like, oh, my God, I don't know if I want to turn the lights off. or Because, like, it's still, like, there are moments in this movie that still make my skin crawl. Yep. And no other movie to date has done that to me. Yeah. Uh, I tried watching this a couple... Well, I did watch this a couple... I tried watching. I did do my research. <laughs> I did my homework. Um, I watched this a couple days ago, and... 
I was dreading it all day having to work on it because I <laughs> knew I wasn't going to enjoy watching it. And I was like, God damn it, Lauren, why did you agree to do this? Why? Why? And and then literally my first note was <laughs> I wrote, I'm glad I have to write notes while watching because I'm scared. <laughs> that also might have helped me as well, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, it just gave me something else to focus on. And there were definitely so my backstory, actually, with this movie, I was going to mention, um, I had an art teacher who spoiled this movie for me when I was a kid. Sounds about um, right. Yeah, so I, I used to do I used to take art classes at this place. I think it was called Priscilla and Tiffany's, and it was an right. art school. Sure. And I went there once a week for oh like two years maybe three years something like that. And um, there was a teacher I had once who for whatever reason, all of a sudden started telling us the story of the Sixth Sense. Started describing the entire movie. What? <laughs> yeah, and I remember him. I think like we were all. They didn't really, I don't remember if they played music. It was like, and we were all like kind of like eight, nine-ish. I'm really bored. And he was clearly like bored teaching, you know, because like really he wasn't doing much. He was just making sure like we didn't cause a mess or like correcting our paintings a little bit. And I think we just asked him to like entertain us, I guess. Or maybe he like was trying to figure out a way to entertain himself. So he was like, I'm going to tell these kids a horror movie story. Wow. I remember him explaining it what I vaguely remember was he said something about how, like, in the beginning of a movie, a guy uh, uh, is shot. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movie, you follow him trying to help this kid who can see ghosts. And then you find out <laughs> in the end. Alert. Yeah, and then you find out in the end that the guy who was shot at has been dead all along and is a ghost. And I think he described the whole movie, but, like, that was the gist of what I remembered. And... Because I don't listen very hard sometimes because I was concentrating on my art. I did not hear the title of the movie. Oh. So I did not know for years what movie he spoiled. Until... Oh, he was talking about The Seventh Sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't until I was in high school when one of my teachers put on The Sixth Sense for class one day, I think at the end of the school year. And we started watching it and I was like, wait a second this is the movie? I was like, I've heard of this movie my whole fucking life. How the fuck did I not put it together that this is the one he told us about that he spoiled? Um, yeah. So I've only watched it. This was my only my second time watching it. Um, I did not remember it that well. Uh, I remembered a Good. couple of parts, but I didn't remember it that well. Um, so there was definitely, I only, there was only one jump scare for me that happened. Um, otherwise, the rest of the movie, I kind of remembered exactly what was going to happen. Um, I didn't remember, the... I didn't remember, oh, what was the moment? Yeah, what was the moment? The one where the woman who's been, like, who was abused by her husband, yes. where she walks past the doorway. Oh. I was in the middle of writing a note, and all of a sudden I saw her come on screen yeah. and walk past, and that got me. And I, I I, jumped and screamed, and then I laughed for, like, two minutes because I could not <laughs> believe how scared I got so quickly. Because I'd been so calm the whole movie, and then all of a sudden I lost my shit. And then, of course, I did the cliche thing of looking around my room to see if there was a ghost. And literally, I'm doing that right now. I'm looking behind me to see if someone's standing here. I'm so scared just talking about this. Oh. Yeah. And then, of course, I had to sleep with the lights on afterward. Of course. As you know, that makes sense. As you do. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what's funny is that that, that uh, ghost, there, uh, almost all, not mm-hmm, no, a few of the ghosts have forever imprinted their image in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's one of them. And... It, it, it's there's a quote that she says like when he's running away from her back into her tent yeah um that i have quoted my entire life and i only recently realized it i i probably got it from this movie it might have been from something else as well and it's also a famous taylor swift song 
um, where, you know, he's running away and she's like, look what you made me do. <laughs> that shit fucking scared the shit out of me, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ooh, I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about her. Her, I think in the movie, for me, she was definitely the scariest ghost that we that we encounter in the movie, in my opinion. Um, because she's so aggressive and sure. like just full of so much rage and pain. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Like... Yeah, she freaked me out the most for sure. And I will admit I muted the movie a couple of times. So like when I watch something scary, I can watch it, but I can't hear it. Hearing is what gets me, is what upsets okay. me. Sure. That, okay. Yeah. So I had to mute the movie a couple. So after I saw her come across the screen, I muted it because I just I couldn't oh, no. do it. So I muted the movie for like a minute. with, And I had my subtitles on for quotes. So I just watched with the subtitles on and like no sound. And then I wow. muted it again. When I knew, I knew the scene was coming up with Misha Barden being the little girl in the tent and the throw okay. and everything, but I muted it again there because uh, I know how scary that always gets me really scared because yeah. just seeing him sitting right next to her gets she, me every oh, time. And she throws up and then he leaves and then like the and tent the just tent, like, the, oh! yes, I love her sitting under that thing and you just yes. see the outline. Cause then I'm also like, these are the things, these are notes that I took uh, while watching. I was like, wait, so if his mom walked out right now and saw... Would she see that? Yeah, she would. Like, I want, I need a clarification of what exactly can his mom see? Because would she see someone sitting under the blanket? But then if she lifted it, would there be no one there? I need to know exactly what she sees. Yeah. Because it's so frustrating. Because she sees the handprint on the table. Yes. So I'm like, okay, so like, it's. And the orbs. Yes, exactly. So I'm like, what exactly? How much? Like, why? I don't know. Anyway, um,. Wait, so we were talking about why this movie. Now, oh, we should move on to stats. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. This is my podcast. We can talk however True. long we want to. Okay. Um, so now let's move into the stats. So like you mentioned, it's 1999. Picture it. Right. Um, I was only three, so I don't really know. Um, I'm assuming flannel and um, good music. I think we're and... actually past flannel at this point. Oh, damn. So what, butterfly <laughs> clips? Are we at we're... butterfly clips yet? We're moving into like Millennium Pants, Britney Spears, so like denim. Oh, uh, lots of denim, all the denim. Yeah, or like the shiny shit that NSYNC and Backstreet Boys are wearing. <gasps> yes, and the frosted tips or frosted yes. tips right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there that's we where we're heading. Yep, uh, PG thirteen, which shocked me that this movie is PG thirteen. I guess language wise, it's okay. The the worst they say is shit, but yeah. like the watching a family being hanged. And this woman with cuts all over her arms, mm-hmm. very triggering. Also, yes. not great to watch. Um, there's so many things in this movie I find visually so triggering that I was like, I cannot believe this. I feel like nowadays it would be R-rated because it's so graphic. I feel like uh, I feel like 13-year-olds should not be able to handle this movie. Uh, you know, I'm going to – I'll disagree with you on that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think movies have gotten so graphic today that, like, it'll it'll probably keep the same rating. I mean, is it worse than, let's say, like, The Thing, right? Probably not. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I see that. I guess it's just the concepts I find. Like, the visual concepts of the idea yeah. of looking at a hang, hanged family or a woman who's, like, killed herself by self-harm. like Or the, the, the kid who wants to show him his dad's gun. Exactly. Like, yeah. those visually scarring things. I can't even believe a 13-year-old would be allowed to walk into this theater and watch it without adult supervision. I'm like, god damn. Like, that is... <laughs> oh, god. Um, Yeah, so... And maybe it's also just, like, the psychology angle of this movie, too, makes me feel like it's more mature. 
because I'm like, Maybe. This, literally, this kid is in like therapy. Um, and really quick, I want to mention. So I <laughs> sometimes I like to read off what the IMDb description is, the main description for the movie is, if I feel okay. like it's ridiculous or doesn't make sense. And this one does not make sense to me. Oh my god! Please tell me. It, it goes: a boy who communicates with spirits seeks the help of a disheartened child psychologist. Um, Cole does not seek the, his help. Um, <laughs> Bruce Willis's character seeks Cole. So I just this should be totally reversed. Like, <laughs> well, but here's the thing though: is that we don't know until the end. Presumably, if you don't know the the the, the cliffhanger. Uh, but it's not the also, the twist. but I feel like it's so obvious that because when we see that first scene when Cole's literally running away from him, to me I'm like, well, Cole clearly doesn't isn't choosing to be in therapy. Like even if I didn't know the twist going into it, which I did know the twist, even if I had known the twist going into it, I feel like I would have been like, um, Cole's definitely not choosing to be in therapy. He is not seeking help. Like this is not about him. This is totally about, uh, this is totally about Bruce Willis. Okay. His... Also, he even says it later that because he failed the other guy, he try he's trying to help Cole to like basically redeem himself, which I wrote as one of my spicy hot takes is really selfish. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, he is a selfish character. Uh... Oh yeah, we'll get into that with spicy hot takes. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god, I have so many thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but continuing, so director uh, and writer, obviously M Night uh, Shyamalan. Yeah. And, uh, which I wrote as one of my notes. I was like, the glory days of him, man. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. I think this is his magnum opus. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, hopefully he'll come out with something as good as this, uh, eventually. But this is definitely, like, dude, like, t- prime time. Um, yeah. And then starring Bruce Willis, Haley Joel Osment, uh, Tony Collette. Olivia Williams, Trevor Morgan, uh, Donnie Wahlberg, and Misha Barton, as I mentioned before, as the scary little dead girl. Yes. Um, should we move into the superlatives? Uh, yes. Sweet. Okay. So kicking us off with best dynamic duo, I only have one nomination, uh, mm-hmm. Cole and his mom, Lynn. Okay. I uh, love them yep. so much. They are just like, they made me cry multiple times in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. literally in the middle of the movie, I was crying because they were just so beautiful. And I love both of them so much, so equally in this movie. And I want them both to just be okay. And yeah. they do. Yeah. They have great, amazing chemistry. They really do. And I was shocked to see, like, how well both of them just, like... Like, it's honestly, like, a masterclass, I feel, like, in acting. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, my My dynamic duo is the same. It was literally just that. (laughs) Yeah. I like, there was literally nobody else because I hate, I mean, we'll get into this with spicy hot takes. I hate um, Bruce Willis and his wife's relationship in this so much. Um, And uh, yeah, I, there was nobody else. That is spicy. Yeah. I have, oh my God, I, I'm going to have a rant. Like I'm already calling it now. I'm going to have a huge rant. Oh my God. I'm so excited. When we get to spicy hot takes. Cause Ooh. Okay. So now let's move on to class clown. Um, So I wrote, uh, my like top pick, and then I wrote honorable mention. Okay. Um, actually, no, I'm not sure which goes which, so I'm just gonna <laughs> say both of them, and then we can discuss. I wrote Cole and Tommy, the asshole actor kid. Uh, okay, yeah. Because Tommy's not funny, but he makes me laugh because he's so accurate and so ridiculous. Yeah. But Cole is genuinely funny. Like yeah. he's actually a really funny kid. He is. Yeah. He really is. And I adore him. Uh, do you have any other nominations? Uh, you know what's funny? Uh, in my notes, I only ever referenced Tommy by one name. 
Uh, and for Class Clown, I gave him that name. Uh, and it's fucking Actor Kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I called him the Actor Kid, too. <laughs> no, no, but it's always but fucking, fucking Actor, actor Kid. Because, man, I, I, he got on my damn nerves. He, um, was, he was horrible, but great, but horrible. No, yeah, yeah. A testament to, to the performance, honestly, that I hated this kid so much. Um, but yeah, what a what a piece of shit. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> so should we so Cole is honorable mention and he deserves the, the honor? Absolutely. When he fails at the penny trick, it just warmed my heart. So yes. Oh yeah. And I also love I wrote this as one of my oh no, I won't spoil one of my best quotes, but I'll get to it later when if Cole's well, other yeah. funny moments. Um and then the literal worst superlative. And I have a couple nominations. I have the actor kid, that fucking actor kid. Yeah. <laughs> and I have, I, honestly, Bruce Willis's character. <laughs> <laughs> and, and finally, I have um, Sean, the guy who's trying to go out with Bruce Willis's Oh my fucking God, wife. yes. He is, I want to give it to him because like, Every scene he's in, he is the literal he's worst. The worst. He's, he's the, the worst. He's the literal worst thing. Like, when he, like, storms out of her place after trying to get her to go to that thing with him, and he mm-hmm. just, like, hits his car, I was like, oh, my God, no, 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 What an asshole. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, he's like, this is not good. I felt like it was a very ghost moment where I was like, oh, no, th- th- did that guy, was he the one actually who killed Bruce Willis? Like, <laughs> it's one of those things. I was like, why is he trying so hard? Um, and yeah, every scene that he was in, he was just the literal worst. So I think I want to give it to fucking Sean. <laughs> okay, wow. Uh, you know what? You might have changed my original thought because uh, I kind of agree with you on that. My original yes. thought was fucking actor kid. So He's horrible, but like but in the end, at least he gets what he deserves. Sean, I don't think, ever gets what he deserves, which no. is what makes him truly the worst because he deserves horrible things yeah yeah i you know what i agree with you and on top of that fucking actor kid is a kid like exactly yeah he does not know any better yet like yeah, exactly nobody's taking him down a peg yet to tell him he's a fucking asshole yeah it'll happen <laughs> but Just, sean you know. should know by now sean's an Agreed. adult um so now we move into where are they now which i only have the one nomination because i feel like it's the most obvious one but Haley joel osmond Sure. Um, which I looked him up. Obviously, he's still working actually very regularly. Mm-hmm. He has a new gig maybe every like six months or something, of course, before COVID. But he has a gig like all the time. So he's still working. It's just in terms of like cult phenomenon, um, like cult fame status. He's just like not there anymore. And he was a genius in this movie. That's literally one of my notes is I was like, this kid is a genius. Like, I want to grow up to be him. Like, I want to grow up to be this talented. (laughs) You know, what's funny is I think, like, okay, so, like, a a lot of my favorite, well, two of my favorite movies from when I was a kid happened to have him as the main actor, and it's uh, it's this one, and it's AI Artificial Intelligence. You liked that movie. Listen, that movie makes me ball like a baby every time. hate that movie so much you know lauren that's okay you can be wrong about things and i still love you like <laughs> we're gonna have to go we're gonna have to do an episode on the movie and go head to head on it because sure. i will come with a powerpoint presentation on why that movie sucks sure you can you know you can come at me all you want and all i'm gonna say is you know you're wrong but it's fine <laughs> i think honestly though like this kid was such a 
like powerhouse performer. I can only think of one other kid that like I've seen as an actor that has made me feel, and that's um, Henry Thomas from <gasps> E.T. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know now he's getting more work with uh, you know Bly Manor and with uh, which thank God because he's still so he's, fucking good. He's so especially in that first season. As oh my god, he's, he's brilliant. So good. He's so oh my. Good. Oh my god. Um, yeah, but uh, I think with this kid Haley Joel Osment. I think he just needed to calm, like not calm down. I just, I, 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 I think that he just needed to um, lay out of the limelight a little bit. You know well, what I mean? I feel like with him, I feel like this is what could have happened to Leo DiCaprio mm-hmm. if Leo hadn't like tried like seeing what the if if leo hadn't seen like what hollywood was trying to do to him of like box him into into this like cute boy status and so he started doing every weird project possible yeah i feel like this is the adverse of it where Haley joel Osment knew what he was like truly good at and like just wanted to pursue it and everybody was like no but you're just like a cute kid and like gave up and like didn't give him the credit he deserved which is that he's one of the most talented i write that as one of my spicy hot takes I think he's the most talented kid actor I've ever seen in a movie. I I have to agree. Um, I have to agree. And he's great in Tusk, which is uh, Spicy Meatball. That is a Kevin Smith movie. Wait, Spicy Meatball? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a a Spicy Meatball. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, uh, it's it's oh, it's such a ridiculous movie. But like the story behind the cons, the conception of that movie and how it was filmed that's it literally stemmed from a podcast by kevin smith and it's just wonderful and he's in it so all right yeah cool. um should we move on yes yes so now we move on to most likely to succeed which i again only wrote one option because okay. yeah you could like honorable mention like bruce willis but i feel like those were his prime days and now is not his prime days well, he's such an asshole to work with, apparently. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, when was last? Like, when was the last time I saw him in a movie? Uh, I saw. I, mean, he, I saw he one of one. the Die Hard, one of the latest Die Hard ones, but that was already like four or five years ago, I think. Yeah. No, he released one not too long ago where he's like a doctor looking to get revenge on somebody, but like it bombed. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's and this is one of my. One of my notes, I'm just spoiling all my notes, but I have a lot of them, so it's, like, kind of helping. One of my one of my notes I wrote was, like, I miss these Bruce Willis days. Yes. Where he was just an actor and not an action star. Cause yes. Because I'm so tired. I mean, like, it was just announced that um, Harrison Ford's going to be returning for the next Indiana Jones movie. Like, stop. And I'm really upset, because I'm just like, I know y'all like the paychecks, but we hate the movies. And you're ruining your reputation by taking these dumbass movies. Instead of just saving your money and living below your means and I mean, not making shitty art. If he you can recently call it art. He he pretty recently, a few years ago, like crashed his plane onto a golf course, so he probably just needs to buy another plane, you know? Like <laughs> Exactly. It's just so God, it's so upsetting. And I just wish they would all stop. So like I guess honorable mention Bruce Willis, because like, yeah, obviously if you said Bruce Willis to anybody, people would know exactly who you're talking about. Right. But for me, I wrote a- actual winner, Tony Collette. I mean Yes. She I I literally so one one of my first notes in the movie, I'm watching the movie, I'm seeing the title credits, and all of a sudden it says Tony Collette on my screen, and I wrote yep. 
Tony Collette in all caps with exclamation points and question marks because I did not remember she was in this because now I know her from um uh oh my god help me the oh I I know what you're talking about I want to let you find it because it's she good mother bad mother <laughs> like, oh hereditary there we yes, go yes yes um, <laughs> I almost forgot the title um no like after seeing hereditary I'm like and then um seeing hereditary and then immediately seeing um. Uh, knives out and mm-hmm. realizing just how she's a powerhouse she can do anything yes and then watching this movie and uh, fucking amazing and so mm-hmm. one of my notes i also wrote is i was like so i guess she's just the queen of horror i there's, she's there's, just the i you know uh i just think she's the queen of acting uh <laughs> yeah she's definitely like top five Jeez. for me of best actresses right now for sure. Have you seen the movie About a Boy? This came out like early 2000s. Not yet. It's she's in it mm-hmm. and she I watched it with Lisa recently and I'm like that oh, man, she brings a tear to your eyes. Aww. Like she is so phenomenal and she's just so funny and just so charismatic. She um, has amazing presence. Like, really? she just breathes, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's so cool. She's so yeah. cool. And, I, and I'm and i so happy that now she's, like, un- she's almost like a household name. Like, she's... Yeah. She is here to stay. And I love the recognition she's getting now and all the roles that she's getting, the, the mm-hmm. acclaim she's getting. I'm like, she fucking deserves it. She's been killing the game Forever. for over for 20 years now. Yep. Like, you go, bitch. What? Yeah. I also love that she's still playing moms. Like, yes. <laughs> I love that how many years later and she's like still playing a mom. I'm like, wow. Okay. I mean, yeah, I for sure. Now I know That's you her can career. play a mom for 20 years. That's her career. I mean, the, the United States of Terror is like an example of that, right? Where like she plays a mom, but with like, I mean, it's, I guess it's, yeah, it's kind of controversial, but she plays an, uh, a mom with like disassociative identity disorder. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's fantastic, but it's one of those things where it's like, hmm, well, Maybe you got it wrong, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Because yeah. they always go for... I mean, I think about, like, Split. Wasn't that the whole point of Split? Was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, God, this movie's... Like, I didn't watch it, but just watching the trailer, I was like, that's going to yeah. be so offensive to psychology. Another M. Night Shyamalan movie, by the way. Yeah, which I was like, oh, dude, stop with the yeah. psychology. You're not a psychologist. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But, I, I mean, love- he... He's exploring it, at least. He's, I just don't think he's exploring it in a... He's exploring it in a dangerous way where he's just making people yeah. more afraid of people with mental illness. And exactly. And like, no, let's not do that. Um, Most iconic. So I have... I, I had a hard time, like... I, I only listed four things because overall I just had a hard time. Like, I feel like these things are so iconic, the rest of the movie is almost like pales in comparison. Right. So I wrote the title. Oh, the okay. Sixth, I feel like the title, just in general, The Sixth Sense, is one of the most iconic title movie titles ever. Yeah. Wow. I yeah, I didn't take that into consideration. Uh, you're right. I mean, it's not what I wrote, but shit. Like, you say The Sixth Sense, people know what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Almost everybody can quote "I see dead people." Um, of course. Which is also I, I'm now that was my second um, most iconic was "I see dead people." The yeah. quote is like. People use it as jokes now or, like, other movies try to, like, copy the simplicity of that moment, you know? Yeah. And, like, that that kind of focus and, like, yeah, it's just, again, iconic. Um, I wrote most iconic, one of the options, as plot twist. 
<laughs> uh, yeah. Because I feel like this is one of those that's like in every article of like plot twists you just don't see coming. Um, this is always listed because. Do you, do you remember the moment in the movie where like M Night Shyamalan, like in such a meta way, talks about a story needing a twist? Oh, that you need like oh yeah yeah when um when Cole tells him like you need like twists and turns. Yeah, I was just like oh boy, do I have something to tell you about your life right now, kid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's crazy to me when I, uh, when you, because I actually wrote a couple of my favorite quotes as moments where like it drops a hint that it, that he is a ghost. Right. And those were moments for me where I was just like, yeah, like that was, that was good. And if I didn't know the twist, I would be really excited watching that again. Yeah. You'd be, be just surprised theoretically, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and my then, most. Oh wait, sorry. sorry one more thing. Yeah. And then the last thing I had was throw up because yes. that girl puking her guts up is horrifying. And I think the most graphic throw up I've ever seen in a movie that makes me want to throw up, which I'm not one of those people that when I see somebody else get sick, I get sick. Right. But woo, that almost did it for me. I would say that's maybe the second most iconic throw up in cinema history. What's the first? Oh, oh. my God. Reagan from The Exorcist. I knew you were going to say. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh, surprise, I'm a horror movie buff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think people probably already guessed that with you talking about watching this at eight years old. Yeah. And investigating ghosts. Yeah, this kind of, uh, this kind of set the trajectory for my life, I think. <laughs> um, uh, you know, my most iconic, and I guess it goes into your, like, into your most iconic being the sixth sense. Uh, my most iconic is the ghosts. Because I remember all of those ghosts as clearly as day like they are he did a really good job of finding the like not he didn't really find like cliches like they're archetypes but they're mm -hmm. not but they're so good and yeah you're right like iconic like they are so memorable yeah it's horrifying yeah i mean again the fact that like i to this day remembered uh let me show you where my dad's gun is kid and um look what you made me do mom like those two ghosts have just kind of stuck with me my entire life and then of course you know you have the most iconic ghost of this movie which arguably i suppose would be bruce willis yeah you know um but yeah just such cool ghosts like you can what i think is really cool about these ghosts is that you can look at them and there's no uh there's almost no uh Oh my god, what's the word? It's like I, I use this word all the time when I'm writing. Um, it's when you're like telling instead of showing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can you can see you could see what happened to these ghosts for the most part without them really having to tell you like this is what happened to me. Yeah. Like, you know, the kid turns around and there's a giant hole in his head. Like you understand, this kid killed himself. You know, yeah. accidentally, accidentally. But you know, you know. Um, or yeah, whoever he was with ghost. killed him. Oh, I, that wasn't even something I took into consideration. Because, like, when I was a kid, I had a, a neighbor who had guns because uh, they were hunters. And they kept it all in, like, a, um, a locker, right, mm -hmm. that I didn't know the combination for. But uh, I could – my mom always told me, like, if they pull out a gun, you know, leave the house. You know, they're not going to try to hurt you, but leave. Because she – there was, there was all the, always those stories of kids – finding their parents guns and then accidentally shooting themselves yeah 
Yeah. yeah. The only reason I say that maybe somebody else killed him was because because it's the back of the head where it it looks like it's the back of the head where it went in because there's no point on the front of his head. Yeah. Or under his chin that mm-hmm. would show that he did it. Um, yeah. If there was like a puncture wound in front of his head, then I would say. But it looks like it actually was shot from behind him and somebody with the shotgun blasted out the back of his head. Oh, okay. But then, okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right because, uh, or it was, or he put it in his mouth, right? But at what point is that a joke or is that a purposeful intent? Yeah, exactly. See, I don't think he would have been able to do that accidentally. And also I feel like, you know, him saying, hey kid, like, let me show you where my dad keeps his gun. I feel like he's not actually talking to Cole. He's talking to whoever was with him. Yeah, no, of course. Agreed. Like maybe, but that was just how I rationalized it. Cause I was like, it doesn't look like he did it to himself, which makes it more tragic that I feel like, I feel like if he had did it, done it to himself, he wouldn't still be there. Yeah. And it didn't seem like an angry moment either. Exactly. You know? He does not seem upset in any way. He doesn't seem like he wants to do that. And it doesn't, and there's no uh, look on his, there's no like point of entry on his, like the front of his face that shows like it would have been an accident of him holding it. Right. But, that's me. Anyway, um, I I like that. That's a great most iconic. That's I find. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but did I think you have that just others? ties into. No, it was just the ghosts. But uh, I think that ties in with the sixth sense because I mean that's what the sixth sense is is like ghosts. So, yeah. and I yeah. like how I like how you almost forget the title as you're watching it. Like you you find it upsetting whatever is happening with Cole, you know, and you know there's ghosts or whatever. But then after watching the movie, when I was writing my notes and I wrote The Sixth Sense again on my piece of paper um, in my notebook, I was like, that's a really good title. Yeah. Because you almost forget that that's the whole fucking point. Is it's like, like a whisper. Ex- yeah. Oh, God, that gave me chills. Ooh. <laughs> that was good. Um, Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just shit I say. <laughs> so now, uh, best dressed. Which I have a few nominations. Um, my top pick probably is Cole, because okay. I love his cute little outfits. Him and his yeah, he's school adorable. uniform, his his ties, his dad looked to his dad's glasses, and the watch, and the watch, and he just he has so many adorable looks in this movie. Where I'm like, oh my, I literally went, oh baby, <laughs> <laughs> I want to paint so, your cheeks, kid. <laughs> yeah, he's so cute. Um, and then I wrote Anna, uh, Bruce Willis's. Uh, oh, former wife. Oh my god, I didn't even think about her. Yes. She's one one of my first notes is she's fucking gorgeous. Yes, she and, is. And also dresses impeccably. Like the whole movie, even when she's grieving his like his death, like she yeah. always looks bomb. She's oh wow. Yeah. I'm gonna scratch out what I wrote. Uh, wait, and then my <laughs> last wait, I have to know what you wrote though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but then my last one is uh I wrote Cole's mom, Lynn. Um I just think that she is like clearly working mom status, you know, yeah. but trying to feel sexy and trying to like get her shit together and move on from her ex husband while taking care of her son and just trying to be a good mom. And I just love like all of the dynamics of her, all of you, her. Yeah. You know what's funny is I was, I was like, I was keeping the superlatives in my head as I was watching the movie. And I remember one scene in particular, and it's when Cole first meets, uh, Bruce Willis, right? When she gets up and she has that moment where she's like, what did you do today? And she yeah. lies. And then he lies and he's like, I kick, I played kickball and they all, you know, it, it's just like a, a nice moment. Yeah. I remember looking at what she was wearing and as she was walking away to go make him um, triangle pancakes, uh, 
I remember looking at her wearing like fuzzy slippers and really like long, uh, but sagging like socks. And I was just like, I was like, sandals and socks, they don't go together. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You really thought that in that moment. Absolutely, I did. I'm I'm from Miami. If I see somebody with sandals and socks, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You don't belong here. Yeah, they're kind of immediately a douche. That's just the assumption. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry if you're uh, one of those people that listens to this, but um, yeah, well, you. There's going to be a point where I probably offend everybody at some point. It's um, it's inevitable. It's it's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're sorry. We love you. We love you. But... We love you. Just stop wearing socks and sandals. Yeah. Just just think about your life choices for a second. That's all. Yep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So for my best dressed, um, I didn't I didn't really know what to put because I I think that the costume department for this for this movie, they did a really good job of I I feel like almost all the costumes were kind of um. They were muted after you see that beautiful dress in the, the very beginning of the movie that the wife is wearing. Yeah. That that really red, gorgeous it's dress. Gorgeous. And I think she wears it again at some point. Um, but other than that, like everybody just seems kind of muted. And I think it's supposed to fit the 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 overall tone of the of the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Can you imagine these characters seeing ghosts and then being like super colorful? Wearing, yeah. like, a rainbow t-shirt. Like, that of would be course. so jarring. Of course. This movie is fucking miserable. Like, I don't... <laughs> you know? Yeah, it really but, is. But the two people that I wrote, they're actually kind of diametrically opposite. Um, because I think that where the costumes really need to pop out are for the ghosts. Because the ghosts need to stick with you. Yeah. And I can tell you right now that I have always known what... Um, what the what do I, I don't know what I should call him uh uh want to see my dad's gun kid yeah his outfit is iconic for sure. I know exactly what that kid is wearing I wrote him here after I wrote Bruce Willis um because I'll be honest with you man I I've always loved that like long jacket scarf look it looks good it looks good it looks good and he looks good in it so yeah. like here's the thing we can we could talk shit about Bruce Willis all we want um, that man is hot as fuck in this movie. I have, I actually have a funny, I have some note, like, comment at one point I want to discuss with you. I can't wait to get to about sure, how hot do... he is. Because, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But we'll save that. We'll save that. But yeah, uh, Dad's Gun, Ghost, and Bruce Willis are my best dressed. And I will say about, like, Bruce Willis's costumes in particular, I like that the movie changes his clothes enough that you don't notice he's wearing the same clothes. Yes. Like, it changes just enough where you don't realize it's the same button-down shirt. It's the same sweatshirt. Yeah. I, I had that moment. And I've seen this movie so many times. I had that moment again where, like, at the end of the movie where he's, like, looking at his back and, like, or he's feeling his back and there's the, the you know, it's crusted and it's yeah. bloody. I had that moment where I was like, fuck, has he been wearing the same shirt the entire time? And then I think about him like, he has been. That's insane. Well, he doesn't in every scene. He does, no, yeah, you're right, because there's one scene where he, I think he's wearing, like, a white t-shirt or something like that. Yeah, there's scenes where he wears just, like, a white t-shirt, or there's a scene when he visits Cole in the hospital, he's just wearing his sweatshirt. Yeah, 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 okay. Um, So, there are some things that, like, change throughout, which I found, that's one of my spicy hot takes we'll get to, about, like, the, to nitpick the movie, to psychoanalyze the movie. Sure. Um, to question whether really the twist actually is noticeable. Or if they kind of purposely fuck up so that you don't see it coming. Yeah, there is one moment in particular. We'll talk about this in the spicy hot take. There's one moment in particular. I was just like, uh, uh, 
I don't know if that's okay, but we'll yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get Sweet. there. Sweet. I'm excited. Um, should we move on to best quote? Uh yes. Okay, great. Um, so for this we'll just go back and forth with our quotes. Um, I'll go ahead and kick us off. The first one I wrote, uh, because I I genuinely like laughed and had to like pause, go back, and then write this down. When Anna, his wife, says, I never told you, but you sound a little like Dr. Seuss when you're drunk. <laughs> and I thought that was such a that was like one of those moments where I was like, that's a couple. Because yeah. that was that sounds like something I would say to my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely like, yeah, that. And, yep. and then he just starts rhyming on purpose, and it was yes, so cute. It's so cute. I'm like that. Yeah, this is a good couple moment. I'm I'm digging this. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, my first quote. It's probably my favorite quote from the movie. Uh, and it just kind of goes to show like where my head's at when I watch it. But oh, no. uh, <laughs> uh, do you know why you're afraid when you're alone? Oh God. Yeah, by uh, by Donnie Wahlberg, who kind of surprises me a bit in this movie. Uh, I mean, almost more terrifying than any of the ghosts is his performance in this yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. so scary. I literally wrote, I just kept writing. I was like, one of my, oh, I, after like that whole scene happens, after he's killed himself, all I just wrote was, Jesus, that was rough. Like yeah. that was, that was, also that scene goes on so much longer than it needs to. And to but watch, I think it's it's good. I mean, it really like aids the movie. But you're also just like, wait, isn't there a kid in this movie? Like, there's a mo- moment in that scene because it goes on for like three minutes, four minutes. It does, it does. And to watch, and the whole, oh, I got like halfway through the scene, I was like, this is good, but like, I thought there was a kid in this movie. Like, where's the kid? <laughs> like, why is why am I watching a mental patient having a mental breakdown? I'm. It's like, him. He was the kid all along. Yeah, wah, wah, wah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded horrible. <laughs> no, I, I, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was rough. Um, my next one. This is okay. So this is one of the moments where I'm referring to Cole's humor because he's fucking hilarious mm-hmm. when he's explaining what he was saying in Latin and then like what it means and like what he said and then he just goes, "It's called Latin," and <laughs> I died. I literally wrote, "It's called Latin." Ha. In all caps. <laughs> I was like, wow, sarcasm. I'm living for this. This is great. So, yeah, I love Cole. Yeah. I, he's he's just, he has so many great lines in this movie. He's so fantastic. Uh, my my second one, I'm actually just going to skip the second one that I wrote and just go to my third one because the second one is the most obvious one. Uh, oh, you can say it. It's okay. It's I see, it's, I see dead people. Like, yep. yeah. It's That's why great. I put it on my most iconic list, because it's, it's one of the most iconic movie lines ever. Yeah, but I will say, uh, I always forgot the moment after he says, uh, I see dead people, and it's hysterical. It reminds me of that John Benlady bit where he talks about iced tea oh, on yeah. Law & Order, right? <laughs> yes. So he goes, you know, the kid, he goes, I see dead people, and then Bruce Willis just kind of like looks at him, and he just goes, like in a grave no they're walking around they're among us like uh like you see them like he's just yeah. he's just kind of like but affirming it to but to like back up that 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 moment though i actually love how they set that up because i didn't remember that the conversation keeps going i assumed it would be like fade to black and then move on to the next scene i was actually so what i think makes that line is the follow-up it is. It is, is. And is Cole admitting that, like, no, they walk around like normal people. They don't know they're dead. Like, and and again, it's like hints of like what's about to, what you're what, gonna find out about Bruce Willis's yeah. character eventually. But I loved that setup, and I like that Bruce Willis is not processing what he's saying. 
Like, you can tell he's, like, psychoanalyzing what Cole is saying instead of yes. taking it verbatim. And I love, because you're just, like, watching it. And especially if you know the twist already, you're like, oh, my God, he's so fucking clueless. Yeah. And- well, I don't know if clueless is the right... But, yes, you're right. He is clueless to the fact he's dead, because that's the point. But, like, the way I saw it was, like, he's he's looking at the kid and he's like, okay, how the fuck would I diagnose this? Yeah, like, what what treatment would it would this be like what is this a sign of and then later when he's talking about like maybe schizophrenia maybe like um hospitalization will be needed blah 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 blah. medication will be needed i was like oh my god dude dude (laughs) and he has he has that moment where he says it's like right after that he says he needs help and it won't be me which i found super interesting um yeah i didn't really get that well, it it, go, it harkens back to um to the beginning of the movie, right? Where uh, his wife is like, you know, it, it's an accomplishment that you chose the kids as your number one priority all the time, um, and would sometimes put and would put your oh, family. Oh, so he's trying to say that he knows Cole's gonna need a lot of help, and he can't do that for him. He, he can't do it because he has a fail. To it, to him, he has a failing marriage because he doesn't realize he's dead. So helping this kid over helping his own marriage would would essentially kill the marriage that he thinks he has okay i totally see that now yeah yeah that's that that line for, I, you know what i should have put that i should have put, i didn't put that well but no you just said it so we there you got go it. boom Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> um my next one also a cold line in that same scene when they're in the church together for the first time and cole is about to leave and this is, again, like, hinting at what the the truth is, and I love this moment, because, like, knowing the truth, I was like, oh, this is a good line. This is a good hint. When Cole says, I'm going to see you again, right? Oh. And I like that he knows that Bruce Willis is going to follow him. Is like, oh, going to just keep showing up. Oh. And I loved that, because I was like, poor Cole having to deal with all these ghosts, and then there's this guy who's trying to who's a dead child psychologist trying to help Cole supposedly. And Cole's just like, no, you're just like thinking probably in his head, like you're just a dead guy who can't move on. Oh my God. And now I have to deal with this. That, and that's also like, wow, that their, their last lines together at the end of the school play. Yeah. Where he's like, let's pretend that we're going to see each other tomorrow. Oh, wow. Oh shit. That gave me chills. Wow. Okay, cool. It's cyclical. Yeah. It's cyclical. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> we are losing our minds. <laughs> Pandemic, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> yep. Basically. Oh God. Uh, what's what's your next one? Oh, uh, my last one, uh, is tell me a story about why you're sad. Aww. Yeah. Uh, Aww. that. I'm trying to remember the exact moment that Cole asks him this. Well, they're in the hospital, right? I no, think this that's... is this is after. After the hospital? Yeah, this is when this is when Bruce Willis tells him essentially that there was a kid that he he says um... that at the hospital. Shit, does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's then how it's... they get into the I see dead people thing because he explains the kid thing, and then Cole is like, "I think I'm ready to tell you my secret now." Okay. Wow. Okay. Yep. All right cool uh <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good one though and that is yeah. oh that's rough um i have a few more oh i loved again moments that i find cole funny it's tragic but funny 
mm-hmm. when he's talking about, you know, he drew that horrible, gruesome person of, like, the oh, yeah. screwdriver thing. And then he says, the like... Screwdriver in the neck? Yeah. I did write that. I did write that. That, like, Ra- about the screwdriver guy or about the line I'm referring the, to? The rainbows. Yes. Yeah. That was the line I wrote was, they don't have meetings about rainbows. Yep. And I love that because what's funny is, like, I relate to that personally in that, like, I've been a very depressed person for over 10 years now. So when he said, like, they don't have meetings about rainbows, I thought about, like, when I would write, if I was writing something for, like, school or whatever, I would just try to cover up how I was really feeling. Yeah. All the time. And I was like, yikes, that is, oof, that was a deep line. So, yeah, I love that. That was a good quote in the movie. It's funny because, like, I had a moment when I was a kid where I drew, like, Chucky or something like that. Oh, my God. And I remember my mom and my stepdad pulled me into the room and they're like, why did you draw Chucky with a bloody knife? And I was like, because... It's a Chucky with a bloody knife. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, <laughs> but you know, had I drawn a rainbow, they wouldn't have said anything about it. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one I wrote was, of course, I think I've actually heard people like use this quote in everyday life, which mm-hmm. I find interesting. That's just like, this is now, I think like a famous thing from the movie when he walks into the Italian restaurant and he goes, I thought you meant the other Italian restaurant. I asked you to marry me in. <laughs> Um, I thought that was kind of funny. And, it was. Uh, again, also one of those moments where, well, we'll talk about this later, about, like, the legitimacy of how does he not know he's a ghost or, like, exactly how does this work? Like, yeah, how does him thinking he's interacting with people work? That's one of those moments where I'm like, wow, he really thinks he's... He's clueless. He's fucking clueless. Yeah. Um, my next one, I thought this, again, Cole being adorable and funny when... Bruce Willis tells him, you know, like, uh, don't believe that people, like, don't believe people when they call you a freak. Like, that's bullshit. Mm. And Cole just mm-hmm. says, you said the S word. <laughs> and yeah. it's so cute. It just reminds it's you that, so like, innocent. as as um, timeless as he is, you know, and how, like, worldly wise and wise beyond his years he is, he's still a little kid. He's still a child. Who can't yeah. believe that an adult who's a child psychologist said the S word in front of him. Yeah. And I loved it so much. <laughs> so I'm um, I'm actually going back in my notes right now. Cause, Are you finding another quote? Dude, I'm finding so many quotes. Uh, oh, yeah. I wrote I wrote like a list like earlier today and I was like, okay, let's go superlative, superlative. And dude, uh, yeah, I have a few. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. You want to go next? Oh, please. Yes. <laughs> uh, I have, uh, I guess it's an honorable mention. Um, it's probably one of the most Bruce Willis lines I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Uh, when I think of Bruce Willis, I think of this energy. Um, and it's when the guy is, uh, the guy like leaves. I, I knew, okay. I knew you were going to say this line because this is the one that I referenced. I was like, I cannot believe you haven't said this line yet. So go for it. Keep moving cheese dick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my next one I have is when the first play that, uh, Cole is in. And, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, and Bruce Willis's character goes, better than cats. Oh my God. I wrote that too. Yes. <laughs> Yay. But I was, I was trying to figure out why I wrote better than cats. And that's why. Yes. I wrote better than cats. Hard to believe. Um, because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <as, laughs> because, um, cats is one of the most, um, it's it's one of the most prodigious productions ever put on Broadway. 
um, the movie, I haven't seen the movie yet, uh, I, I assume is an Oscar-worthy movie. Uh, whether I'm joking or not, I'm going to let everybody else figure out because um, Cats is amazing. And we were not worthy of that. Uh, so better than Cats? I don't think so. Cool. <laughs> no, but I have it written down too. <laughs> What's your next line? My next line, I have, um, I wrote, uh, you like magic uh, when he's talking, when he does oh, like the, yeah. the penny trick. But the reason why I wrote it is, hey kid, you like jazz has the same energy as you like magic. Um and there was just something so creepy about that line to me. Um, it was a sweet moment. It ended up being a really sweet moment. But, like, there was just, like, that old man kind of like, hey, kid, let me show you a dead body kind of thing that, like, yeah. weirded me out a little bit, you know? I kind of felt the same thing about the line where... Um, I kind of felt the same thing about the line where Bruce Willis says, like, um, you want to play a game? And mm -hmm. when yeah. you know the ending, you know that he's a ghost. Yeah. Imagining hearing a ghost say, "You want to play a game?" Yeah, it's it has this horrifying. Yeah, it's akin to want to see where my dad put his gun. Exactly, it's like his equivalent. Yeah, it yeah. is fucking terrifying. That oh, I have chills right. I have goosebumps, dude. Yeah. Like that. Oh line, my god. That yeah. line got to me. I literally wrote, "I want to scream." <laughs> <laughs> I am not as strong as Cole. Cole is the strongest little kid ever. He really is, dude. Yeah. Like, and he re and he like continues to remain good. I mean, yeah. he's a kid. He's a child, but like, there's, he's just such a good person. And he I feel is. like if we were to watch like a sequel to this, you would still see that he is still a good person. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um. My next one. When, when Cole goes back to look at the girl, to talk to the girl who's throwing up in his room, mm -hmm. and she's there being sick, and he just goes, do you want to tell me something? Mm -hmm. Like, trying to take Bruce Willis's advice. And I died, because I was like, oh my god, he's trying so hard right yep. now. To be brave. To be brave, and to see him, like, to watch him shaking and say that to a ghost. I was like, oh, this kid is perfect. Yeah. But, you know, it's so funny when he asks that question, she starts to look normal. She does, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, she's no longer scary looking. And, oh, just that, that's, that's just a, a filmmaking thing that makes me, like, really, really, like, excited. But, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, and that was actually my last quote that I had written down. So do you have any more? I have, <laughs> I, I guess I wrote more than I thought, but yes. Uh, yes, my quote, my last quote is, I forget the exact moment, but I know that Bruce Willis like says a joke and then Haley Joel Osment looks up at him and he goes, I didn't know you were funny. <gasps> yes, at the table after he's gotten in trouble at school. Yeah, yeah. So funny. Yeah, and I wrote, this should be used uh as a response to assholes all the time yep <laughs> absolutely i didn't yeah. know you were funny yeah. yeah oh yeah did you have any others or no that's it that's it nice okay so we move on to best all around um which i have some nominations and then i have a clear winner so um nominating uh lynn cole's mom okay she, she i love i adore her she's trying so hard 
mm-hmm. to just figure out what's wrong with him and why he's not okay. And she's struggling. Like, I love her. Um, I wrote Anna, uh, Bruce Willis's uh, wife. Um, sure. Just, like, still hanging on to her husband and yeah. just, like, needing solace and, and grieving. And uh, for how badly she's treated by him to, like, still be so upset about him being gone is incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, Kira, the little girl, Misha Barden's character, who was killed. Um, sure, yeah. I just like that she, like, calls out. She, like, calls out her mom and is able to get justice for herself, you know, and save mm. her little sister. Yes. I think is so impressive that, like, mm-hmm. she, yeah, she did the damn thing. Um, and she then, did. but then the person for me who wins it is Cole because he is Obviously. so abused by literally everyone in this movie. Yeah. And I have so many, um, when we get to, I have some notes, I have so many notes on who, like, th- how this poor child, and I adore him. And re- it's he's the reason I will rewatch this movie in the future, because I just yep. want to watch him go through this, because yeah. he's incredible. He's phenomenal. I, he's the same exact thing for me. Awesome. Yeah. Yay! Congratulations, Haley Joe Osment. We fucking love we, you. We stand. Yes, we, we stand. We stand a king. Yep. Um, should we? Uh, so continuing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick curveball. Did you have a crush on any of these people when you were a kid? Oh wow. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I don't. I don't know. I I definitely like thought about Haley Joe Osment a lot, but I just thought of him as like my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I was around the same age as him. Uh, I guess you could say that as, like, a crush. Like, I definitely did think about Haley Joel Osment a lot as a kid. Yeah. A lot. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. If I was a kid, I would have had a big crush on him. Now, as an adult, Anna and Lynn, Cole's mom, are, like, yes. literally my literally my first note about Tony Collette is... <laughs> Wait, I have to read it exactly how I wrote it, because it's all caps. And I wrote... OMG, Tony Red Hot. Oh, okay. <laughs> because her hair won fucking gorgeous. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And she's, that first scene where she's like putting on her tiny little top. Yes. I was like, girl. Yeah, no. <laughs> hot. <laughs> she's, Tony Collette. Tony Collette is gorgeous. I have such an actor crush on her. It's, uh, uh, God, yeah. she's so, uh, anyway. Yep. And then Anna is just beautiful. Like of inside course. and out, she radiates such warmth. And I'm like, wow. She's gorgeous. Like, yeah. And she's, she looks like a person that you would want to like sit down and like have a conversation with for like long periods of time. Yeah. And yeah. quick, quick honorable mention actually to as evil as the woman is, the the mom of, of Kira who like kills her. Oh my God. She was gorgeous too. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of insane that I'm like, wow, you're like truly evil, but like, girl, you could get it. Like calm yeah. down. I let her like, feed me your... Drano any day. Yeah. Don't kill your children. Jesus. Yeah. Like you're, no, you're that... beautiful. You're fine. No, fucking kill me. I don't care. Like, this... <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm not worried about you at all, Nick. <laughs> uh, get the net. No, I'm just joking. Anyway. <laughs> Um, well, now let's move on to I Have Some Notes. I Have Some Notes category. Let's do it. Uh, which I wrote, for those of you counting at home, I wrote nine pages. Uh, oh, because uh, it helped keep me busy while watching this. And also, uh, this movie, I had a lot of thoughts. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get us started. And I'll just sure. read through all my notes. Um, because I've said so many of them, I might have pauses where I'm just trying to catch up with myself. 
Um, oh, this is the question I was going to bring up about Bruce Willis's attractiveness. Mm-hmm. Who would you consider more attractive, Sixth Sense Bruce Willis or Die Hard Bruce Willis? Sixth Sense Bruce Willis. Uh, I have never been attracted to uh, uh, like that macho, macho man kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I've always been more like, I've always thought like elegance and um, simplicity, I suppose, was more attractive. So just like, like the way he looked in this film, he was just like, there was a purpose to what, to, to him, mm-hmm. you know, to the way he looked in this movie, as opposed to just like <laughs> tank top, shoeless, <laughs> let's, uh, let's go, you know, like, I don't yeah. give a shit about that. See, I still find him way too macho in this movie to be... That's one of my spicy hot takes. I'll just spoil it now. Fair. Bruce Willis is not convincingly a child psychologist in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> and I think his looks is part of the problem, is that he still looks too butch okay. to be, like, a sensitive child psychologist. Maybe that's, like, I'm stereotyping a child psychologist too much, but he just looks way too macho for it. And... um. So for me personally, I lean more towards diehard Bruce Willis because at least it's accurate to like an okay. NYPD cop. A uh, white man I, would look like that. I don't know, man. I've seen a lot of cops and I've been to New York a few times. And uh, man, cops are all just like when they're not muscular, they're just like these fucking like they look like they're gonna drink like 20 beers and eat nachos. Like, well, but that's the thing. He's um, he's one of the muscular ones. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he um, does, like, specialty work, I believe, for the Force, so. I've only seen Die Hard, like, once or twice. I can't oh, really, Oh, that like... was, like, that. I'm going to have to do an episode on the podcast of Die Hard, because that was one of my ultimate childhood movies, was Die Hard. I mean, it's one of the best Christmas movies ever made. Yes, like, exactly. I call it a Christmas yeah. movie, too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I I don't even think that's a debate anymore. I think it just is, you know? Mm-hmm. But you know, I, 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 he convinced me as a child psychologist, personally, but that's okay. Well... I think maybe because I grew up more with Die Hard, I can't watch him in any other movie without thinking he's the guy from Die Hard. Well, okay, so that's funny. You grew up with Die Hard. I grew up with Six Sense. So, like, so we're, that's why we're the, yeah. we're the polar opposites. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, my next note I have, sarcastically I wrote, I wonder when Anna is going to stop being a manic pixie dream girl. Mm, and yeah. we'll, we'll get into that with spicy hot takes but that is all she is is a man yeah. next to dream girl damn you're right shit yep so that's one of my notes and we'll get more into that in spicy hot takes um okay i'm just as i go along i'm just gonna say these things and we can debate it later i'm just i have some comments where i sure. just discuss the legitimacy of whether like how how is he a ghost or how does he not know he's a ghost sure let's do it one of them is how does he have notes how can he physically hold notes or mm-hmm. any objects in the middle of the day, in the middle of a street, and people mm-hmm. don't see a ghost. Or is he making up everything in his head? Questions. Sure. Um, It looks like Cole has a random piece of dyed hair behind his ear throughout the movie. <laughs> Did you see it too? Yeah, I have I have a blonde birthmark, so I was wondering if he, if he had the, the birthmark as well. Oh, that's a birthmark? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it before, the little birthmark I have on my head? I don't like... think I've ever noticed it, no. Yeah, I have a, a blonde patch of hair. So I just looked at it and I was like, oh, he probably just has one like I do. So I did not know that was a thing. Oh, my God. And I've never noticed that on your hair. Wow. I yeah, didn't know that time. was a thing. Cool. Good to know. Um, 
I wrote as one of my notes, that poor fucking kid with a little heart next to it. Because cause literally then my next line is, oh my god, this kid running is making me want to cry. And I think I did cry a little bit watching yeah. him run away from Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis in the very beginning. I was like, this is horrible. Like, yeah, it's so sad. This movie is actually way sadder than it is a horror movie. Yeah. It's just very depressing. It's miserable. Yeah. I wrote, I'm surprised Anna still lives in that house. It's way too expensive. Way too expensive and tragic. I mean, literally, your husband was killed there. Yeah. And you were broken into. Like, why would you trust living there still? It made no yeah. sense to me. I was like, uh, no, why? Um, also, you know how he, like, rationalizes so many things, you know? And he's rationalizing that they're, like, fighting at the time. That they're just, mm-hmm. like, not getting along. Yeah. What could they possibly be fighting over? Like, is it uh, yeah. is it just the same argument that he puts his work first before her? Like, how... How do you not discuss that problem, like yeah. for so long and living in? But yeah, so again, little plot holes for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't question why. Oh wait, no, no, no. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, no. I actually remove this note because later he figures out that the door's been blocked the whole time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't realize he's just been walking right through furniture. Yeah. <laughs> but one of my original notes had been he doesn't question why his stuff is in boxes, like. Well, yeah. All of his stuff is in the basement, but he's still living there. He doesn't even... Yeah, again. Um, I wrote, is he not aware he doesn't eat or sleep or talk to anyone? <laughs> again, it's like, it's just the logic of the movie where I'm like, exactly how much does he not... And I wrote that as, as a later note. Exactly how much does he not know happens? Yeah. I like, think does it's he just not like know a... when he disappears? Does he not like know moment. when he loses track of time? Because there's so many moments in the movie. I mean, Cole has a line, actually, where he's like, you're not going to go home, are you? When he's at the party or at yeah. the, the funeral, the wake. And I know what that means. It means that he probably disappears sometimes. Yeah. And all of a sudden just goes away. But, like, I'm like, how does... Yeah. Anyway. Um, psychoanalyzing. Uh, I also <laughs> wrote in all caps with uh, exclamation points and hearts. I wrote, OMG puppy! Um, oh my god, the cutest dog. The cutest dog. And one of my notes for this movie that, like, kind of spicy hot takes, this movie needed uh, more puppy content to yes. help balance the movie a bit more. For sure. It needed more cute puppy moments. Because, like, as cute as Cole is, you also are so upset that he's going through this tragic thing. But there's nothing tragic about the puppy, and they should have had more puppy content in it. Um, Unless the dog is dead. No. No, because she talks to it. Does she? Yeah, she talks to the dog and she says, okay. Oh, please come out. Like, please stop hiding. Oh, she does. Yes, you're right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, what else did I write? Oh, I wrote in all caps. Again, like poor kid. I wrote in all caps. And he's bullied. Somebody give this mm-hmm. kid a trip to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> Make a wish. Where are you? Like, he needs some, like, Oprah, somebody. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Phil. Like, he needs help. He needs so much help, and I just want him to be yeah. happy. Um, yeah. What else did I write? Uh, the game scene is amazing, where they're playing that game, and he's, like, taking steps forward or taking steps back. Wow. What a, what a great device. Yes. Exactly. Gives you so yeah. much, like, to work off of. Yeah. And so many, again, so many clues. And it so doesn't feel things. like exposition. It doesn't at all. No, you're really, you feel like you're watching a psychologist do his work, like, do his job. Yeah. Exactly. And it's incredible, and that the writing was amazing. Um, I think I have that in my notes, too, that it was a really great move- moment. Yeah, there's some good... I didn't remember how good the dialogue scenes are in this movie, and wow. Yeah, like, it's, it's solid. Yeah. Um, this is 
Okay, so in the movie, you know, when, when Cole is talking about that picture that he drew of the guy who was killed be, by being stabbed with a screwdriver or something, mm-hmm. he said that the assignment was you had to draw something you want. Hmm. Why did he draw the screwdriver guy is one of my notes. Because I, I, I don't understand. Was he possessed and he drew that? Like, was he doing the thing that... that Bruce Willis talked, explains to him about, like, when you're just writing and all of a sudden you don't even know what you're writing, but you're writing something. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. I guess. It was, yeah. It was just one of those moments where I was like, wait, I'm confused. Why did he draw that? Um, I wrote A plus to all the actors for ignoring Bruce Willis's presence. Mm. Even even the extras in this movie, I think, do a great job. Spicy hot take. Wait, really? Yes. What? About who? About, about people not seeing Bruce Willis except for the kid. Uh... Should, should I go into it now? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. No, I, I want to talk about this now. I want your, your take on it. Yeah, there's a moment uh, when when you you know the, the scene that you mentioned where he says, I thought you meant the other Italian restaurant where I proposed to oh, you. Oh, somebody in the background looks at him? No, his wife looks at him. Um, when she's leaving the table and she writes, she, she takes the check and it, it makes you think that like... But don't you think she's just looking at the empty chair wishing he was there? She looks dead into his eyes. I mean, like... But I think that's just a coincidence. I think that that... I think, again, I think it's one of those director moments where I think he's trying not to make you think he's dead. Oh, And they for purposely sure. break their own rule by for trying sure. to fake... Do a double fake. For sure. I just thought that it was, like... I. It, it just... It, it seemed too... Um, it, it seemed too obvious that she was looking at Bruce Willis in the face. Like, yeah. if if there was more of, like, a dead eye... And it, I I understand I am not criticizing this this uh, this actor's performance. But, like, if there was more of, like, a dead eye, like, where you're just kind of, like, looking into air, I yeah. would have, you know, I would have believed it more. I just didn't believe in that moment that she didn't accidentally look at Bruce Willis. Okay. I can, yeah. I can see that. I missed that moment, but I can see where the dead eye thing I agree with. Oh, I wrote... With question marks, ghosts inhabit his body? I feel like that the hmm? movie doesn't explore that enough. You know that scene where he's basically possessed and yelling at the teacher? Oh, okay. I So I actually wrote something down for that as well. What and did you my, write? My thought process, because yes, I was confused. I was like, why? how does he know that he's, uh, quote unquote from the movie, a stuttering Stanley? And I have to imagine that at some point, like as he's walking around or he's like sitting in class, maybe there's a ghost next to him saying like, I remember when this guy used to stutter all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. like I see for me, I feel like it's so out of character for Cole to behave like that. There's actually a couple of moments in this movie where I think he's possessed. Okay. There's another movement in the church too, where I think he might be possessed where he's talking to, (gasps) you know what I'm talking about? No, I think I just faded it out, but please continue. I'm so I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. The moment where um he's in the church with Bruce Willis, and Bruce Willis has finally decided to believe him when it comes to yeah. the ghosts, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's that moment he's looking down on him from like up in like the the balcony. Yeah. And there's great a shot. way. Yeah, great shot. And there's a there's a phrasing to his words, and there's a demeanor about him that doesn't seem like him. Okay. That I thought for a moment he was, uh, he was uh possessed again. And okay. how I interpreted it was that a ghost, yeah, who knew that teacher when they were kids who had died, possesses Cole's body to make mm-hmm. fun of him because Cole gets angry. And I think the guy's just able to take advantage of him. But I didn't like that the movie doesn't explore that more. 
that that actually is something that happens. Yeah, this is this is that moment where I'm t- where I think I just figured it out. I think that they meant to explore it, and they just kind of uh, either maybe it ended up on the on the cutting room floor, or maybe it was just like we're gonna let you figure this out with this one line, and it's that moment where he's like sees the kid the he sees the people hanging. Uh, yes. Oh God. And yeah. he says he says like, do you do you ever feel like? Uh, the prickly things and the hairs rising on your on your neck, yeah. and then he says something like, "It's it's when they're angry." Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So it it could have been it, it could be a moment where like yes he does get possessed if he allows him either a himself to be angry, mm-hmm. and the ghosts the ghost uh, allows for that anger to attract to his energy and and allows for them to inhabit his body for a second, mm-hmm. or or it could be that. Uh, oh my god, where was I going with this? That when when uh, when a ghost feels anger, right? It's just it's able to somehow like uh, move parallel. Yeah. With yeah. Which is a very ghost thing because that's exactly the premise of ghost is that the angrier he gets, the more control he has over objects. So he has to practice yeah. being angry so that he can like throw things and punch people and whatnot. Which I've never seen ghosts, so like... Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah I've never seen that's it. a huge part of the premise is he passed a practice being able to touch things and, like, and uh, go into people's bodies, and a lot of it is has to do with anger. The angrier he is, the better control he has over objects. Yeah. And... Oh, my God, that goes with the ghost story. Have yeah. you seen the movie The Ghost Story? Yeah. Ghost Story? No, I haven't even heard of it. Oh, my God, a ghost story with... Um... Uh, Rooney Mara and oh my god the the other Affleck uh, Casey Affleck oh there's a there's a moment where like he starts to throw things around in the house as a ghost um, but he was only able to do that because he was angry yeah that's like always the go-to which I find hilarious (laughs) like you would think if you were angry you'd have less control because wow I never pieced that together wild yeah yeah um what else do I have um Again, little plot holes are just weird things I don't understand. How does Bruce Willis know to show up at the school after Coles gets in trouble? Yeah. Just well, saying. It's just one of those moments, I think, where, like, his anger allowed for him to find Cole, you know? I guess. But, like, what's he angry about? Anyway. Um, why did Cole go to the birthday party? Like, just... Uh. Why... Oh, God. Because his I mom just... wants him to feel normal. I guess. But, like, you would think he would be not honest but somehow just like i don't know like how does she know the party's ha- like i don't know it's just like one of those moments where i'm like how the fuck did this happen like it's convenient for the the movie but i think in reality would never have happened in the first place but that's yeah me. um i wrote as just a joke but like honestly bring back chuck e cheese but like the old school <laughs> chuck e cheese that's like a kid's casino i miss those days <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i miss it i love chuck e cheese as a kid we went like once a week when i was a kid that was like the place to be fair um why did he follow the balloon again things that serve the movie don't serve the character there's no reason to me that he would follow the balloon yeah, unless like okay, so you notice that we don't see a ghost. So this is the first encounter that we see that that we as the audience has with the ghost. Yes. Um because other than Bruce Willis. Oh, yes, other than Bruce Willis because um and this is honestly I wrote down as well that the uh dumbwaiter ghost is probably 
my like i i know i said that all the ghosts are iconic the dumbwaiter ghost is my favorite ghost because it's the, it's still the one that i dread to get to the most and it scares me the shit too. out of me too that's literally one of my notes i wrote oh god i know what's coming i'm sad yeah. because i knew that was like the most memorable part of the movie for me that i remembered from high school so it is possible that like maybe he sees the ghost but we don't because we don't tip we don't necessarily know his secret at this moment yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah. you're yeah so maybe that's why we follow the balloon right because we don't even see the ghost we hear the ghost but we don't see it so hmm i just find it weird that he goes after the balloon um i also find it weird that he doesn't run away from when he realizes that there's a ghost there yeah uh maybe he thinks he's safe because he's in a room full of people but he's not Uh, even in the room anymore he's like two stories up He's not anywhere he, near the party. He's like in the middle, in between the first and second story. You no, know, it's maybe the, he, well, it's the top. Actually, I think he's on the third story because it's the top floor. There was a you, third story to that. Yeah, because you pass. So they pass the second floor landing going up the stairs. Oh, wow. And I didn't know. Then that. it's at the very top is where the dumbwaiter starts. And that oh is like the, officially the top floor. So he's far enough from the party. That's why she doesn't actually know what the hell the screaming is and why all the parents are like, huh? Because, like, it's too far for them to really piece together. So that's why she's so calmly walking up the stairs till she gets to the very, like, top floor. And all of a sudden she realizes where it's coming from. Wow. Like, there's oh a God. distance. And that's why it confuses me that he doesn't run. Because it's like, you are far, you are very close to danger and far from help. Yeah, my dude, why didn't you run? Yeah. Like... <laughs> there's so many moments in this movie. Like, like the actually, the woman, there's a couple of moments in this movie when um the when the woman is in the robe walk past and he goes into the kitchen to follow well that so that reminds me of what you were saying earlier about like your mom right like he might have he did think that was his mom he even says mama is that you he feels the cold he sees like his breath is coming you can see his breath in the air yeah you think by now he's had enough experiences to know the cold means a ghost not his mother maybe Maybe, but there's hope, right? There's always hope. I guess. It's just moments where I'm like, he's too experienced to be doing this. Okay. Um, I love Cole giving the story tips is adorable. Um, yeah. The thermometer moment is a nice touch, I find. It's kind of cheesy, but I actually really love it. Yeah. Um, and again, I wrote in all caps when the person walked past. I wrote in all caps, ah, a person walking. I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> and my handwriting, that's like the worst of my handwriting in the whole movie because I was shaking. So Classic scared. horror. I'm not trope. even kidding. I've been looking behind me this entire time while we're recording because I'm scared again. Oh my god! So there's a crack like don't, in between oh, my don't closet tell door. Me this. Don't no, tell no, me this. right between my closet door, and I can see like uh, I could see Lisa's computer screen, mm-hmm. but it looks like a person. And every time I move, I'm just like, oh my god, is there somebody in my house? No, <laughs> no. Oh, I don't like it. Um, it's fantastic. <laughs> um. Then I uh, I wrote, Cole, stop investigating. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a quizzitive kid. I guess he's stupid. Um, I also wrote, so I'd originally written a note, you know, like, why did he take the Jesus figurine? And then when I finally mm. pieced it together, when they show, like, the he tent. has his shrine, I wrote, oh, that's why he takes the figurines. He's creating a sanctuary. Sad faces. Which also, does his mom notice he has stolen stuff in his room? <laughs> does uh... she just not open the tent? Like, how does she not know it's all... She might not open the tent, but... She seems nosy enough, though, to go through his things to find the bubble bumblebee thing later. 
yeah, she kind you, you know, she probably sees it and is just like, oh, my kid's a, I even wrote down, uh, my kid's fucking weird. So, yeah. Like, yeah. I couldn't tell if he went to a Catholic school, so maybe she assumed he gets them at school. That's true. I couldn't true. tell. Yeah. Um, then I also wrote, oh, so this is like a weird, a, a random thing I noticed in the movie. The hanged family. Yeah. I think they were hanged because they're an interracial family. Wow. Oh, my God. I didn't even recognize that. I noticed it instantly. And I was like, wait, what? And I just kind of paused on it for a second. And I was like, that, what other reason would they have killed a child? I didn't piece together that it might be a family. I just thought that, like, they were just different people who they decided to hang at the same time that day. Because, you know, there's, like, there's, like, gallows. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. But, wow, I didn't. I didn't, you know what it is is that like I look at that and uh seeing like hanged people in movies terrifies me. It's horrible. It's truly and horrible. I think my fear of that comes from this movie. So like when I see that that part I'm just like, "Oh fuck, here it comes, here it comes." So like I might not be paying attention to like who the the the, the actors are, yeah. you know? Well, also what made me think about this theory and like uh, subscribe to it is that actually the kid and the dad who are being um, hanged are related. That's his son in real wow. life. Wait, wow, in real life? Yeah. Okay, then, yeah, that's exactly what M. Night Shyamalan meant to do. Wow, yeah. that is fucking, ooh, that's terrible. It's terrible, but I like that detail because I'm like, no, it's... wow, how horrible can is that? That like No, it's a fantastic detail, but you just have to sit not... on it. Yeah, exactly, and it's not, I like that it just doesn't lean into the stereotype of like, hanged people are scary. It's like, no, 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 this is fucking tragic. Because I yeah. like that that's exactly, Cole just keeps seeing tragic people. I, I like that I feel like none of the ghosts are, ghosts are actually like, uh are archetypes or, or like stereotypes. Right. They're all like tragic stories that yeah. I, I think is so good writing, just good writing. Yeah. Also there's a, there's a moment speaking of like, just like seeing ghosts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is this entire movie. Yeah. Um, I wrote in here and I want to extend it. I wrote on my notes, like uh, the hospital must be the worst place for Cole, but Philadelphia oh. must be the worst place for Cole. That's one of my spicy hot takes is this movie makes Philadelphia look like shit. Like this makes Philadelphia look like well, the worst city. Uh, not a lot of things. You you don't need a lot to do that. But uh, that's a no. After this election, Philadelphia forever in my heart will be amazing. Uh, yeah, good people. But good people. Yeah, in Philadelphia. good people. Great people. One of my like most dearest friends is from Philadelphia. So, yeah, me too. Yeah, same person. Same person? Probably not, no. Oh, yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, just the, the ghosts, like, the ghosts that walk around Philadelphia and the ghosts that walk around a hospital in general, Cole yeah. must be, like, just... Ab- he must be seeing, like, like revolutionary war people all yeah. the time. You know what's funny? As I bet there's a ghost walking tour now that's based on this movie. Holy shit. I would go on that. Me too. I don't. I don't normally do things like that. I would. I would do that. I want to do sure. a ghost tour someday for sure. Yeah. Um. I want to go to that scary mansion in in California, that like just kept being added on and added on and added Ooh, on. Ooh, the Windsor Mansion. Yeah. Yes. Is, it Is that what it's called? I think it's yeah. I think it's called Windsor because I remember hearing it. I'm just like like the Queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I think it's like the Manor or something like that. I'm yeah. Double, anyway. No, hold on. Um, who was it? Uh, Helen Mirren did it. So let me see. Da, da, da. 
They actually have a, they released it during COVID. I wonder if it's still available. They have a video tour that you can rent online. And really? Watch, and they do a video tour of the, of the estate because they couldn't be open during, um, Winchester is what it's called. Winchester. Okay. There we go. Okay. Yeah. I, I was, I was, in the, like, I was in the ballpark. They're both, that's both uh, British terms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, they have like a virtual tour online, so you can actually, and I wanted, I wanted to actually, I'd probably rather do that than visit in it in person. Cause I've heard that the house is so confusing. It makes people dizzy and tend to have like panic attacks. Give it to me. And I think I would probably have a panic attack walking no, it that. in person. So I think I need to do the visual tour. Cause I yeah. want the panic attack. Personally, I want the panic attack for me. Uh, uh, good for you, but... Nick. I, I will not support you, but that's we are okay. very different people. We are. <laughs> I don't like having panic attacks. No, I mean neither do I. But like, I oh, to, to get lost in that house would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Totally that. <laughs> um, anywho, uh, I also wrote in all caps: "Laugh my ass off." Terrible commercial. Which oh my, I wrote something about that kind of as well. Uh yeah, what an awful commercial and what an awful kid. Just yeah. like like very unconvincing. <laughs> this this wonderful moment like right before he goes and sees the dumbwaiter ghost Cole that is. Mm-hmm. Um there's <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I get my own trailer on set." And the kid's like, "Why do you need your own trailer?" And he says the star of the commercial gets his own trailer because he needs a place to think of uh think of his character alone. Yeah. I oh god. Just that kid and that commercial and just that moment, oh, God, makes me remember just theater school forever. Well, that's the thing. I, all I could think of is I was like, oh, you know those people who grow up to fully become those people, you know? They don't grow yeah. out of that phase. They just become those people. I know a yeah. few of them, and it's just depressing. Mm-hmm. They need to stop. Nobody likes you. Um, yep. What else do I have? Um, you'd think the dog would react more. If there are ghosts in the apartment, like, all the time. You think but the dog I, would be scared shitless all the time. I like that he isn't, though. Because that's, like, the giveaway for every one of these, like, movies. It's, it's such a cliche is the dog, like, kind of, like, looking terrified. Well, see, I'd rather they lean into the dog has no idea and Cole is completely alone. Or the dog always reacts and Cole's dependent on the dog and, like, has him as an emotional emotional support animal. And okay. brings him with him everywhere. That I would like. I wish they had just picked one or the other instead of this weird in between where we only get we only get like two or three scenes of the dog and we only get one scene where the dog's actually scared of a ghost. Well, and I think yeah, it's I too mean, inconsistent to be a good idea. I mean, you know the reason why they did it. It's because like dogs are hard to work with on set. So like, especially because it was a puppy. Which, exactly. Can you imagine how many sets it probably peed on? Exactly. Yeah. Um, it was just out of necessity. Yep. Uh. What did I say? Oh, I love how the dad, once he gets the the cassette tape, I love how he plays it at the party in front of everyone. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, sure. I'm grieving my daughter. I'll watch this right now. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. like, I'm glad he finds out the truth. But like, what? You're going to do this right now? What a weird little video to watch. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Um... Which also leads me to my next point of, I don't understand, so, I don't understand how she did not tell her father that she was being killed by her mother. But what I think, I'm going to, like, say that, and then I'm I'm going to explain what I think. Sure. 
So what I think happened was she didn't know her mom was killing her, but after dying, she found, she discovered, she knew that that tape had the evidence on it. Right. And so that's why she didn't tell anyone her mom was killing her. Yeah. Because I was also like, doesn't her dad go check on her? Why, like, hello? Like, how did he just not know what was going on? But then I was like, I think she was just recording herself doing her dolls, and her mom just didn't see the camera there. Yeah. And... She didn't know until after dying that that's what her mom was doing to her. Yeah, that's actually exactly what I think it is. Okay. I don't understand how she could have watched the tape after being dead. Um, but that's another... Just got to another... suspend our disbelief for a little bit. Yep, pretty much. Plot holes. <laughs> yeah. Um, then I wrote, the little girl. I'm happy that her little sister is saved, but like she likes the creepy clown. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm now officially worried about her and her mental state as You've she gets never older. Liked a... You never liked a creepy thing when you were a kid? Uh, no. Ah, uh, come on. No. No. <laughs> I liked rocks. That was yeah. as creepy as I got. I collected rocks from the street. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I had buckets full of them. My that mom makes fun so of me funny. for it all the time. I Rightfully so. Uh, No, I'm just joking. I'm I think I was just always hoping to find, like, a diamond, and so I just collected oh, rocks. Oh, that because makes I sense. Because I thought diamonds would just be in my neighborhood, you know? Or, like, pearls. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I wrote... <laughs> In all caps, laugh my ass off the actor kid village idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he got what he deserved. It's yeah, exactly. Which I love. I love when movies bring karma around for for terrible characters. Yeah, I'm like, thank he looks, you. He looks so miserable. So miserable, and it's great because all the other kids are reveling in it. Yes. You see how happy they are yes. that is that Cole is now. Which also, this is one of my notes. How is Cole all of a sudden magically popular just because he can now help ghosts? Like, yeah. What? Like he finally just caught. Like, how does that work? How does he like do ghosts stop visiting him at school so yeah. he looks normal? Like, it actually kind of makes no sense. But whatever, I, I'm nitpicking. I <laughs> actually told Lisa about this as well like it's funny because in the play they pick him up after he picks up the sword right mm-hmm. do you remember when he was telling his mom that he played kickball hit the grand slam and then everybody picked him up and they cheered Aww, so it's kind of like a foreshadow moment it's a, yeah it's a cyclical moment it was so so nice you love circles i re- you oh my god i really <laughs> do <laughs> oh my goodness um then Oh, this is just a random question, but I thought about this at the very end when I was thinking about, you know, Cole's future and what's going to happen. I just wrote, what is he going to do for a living? <laughs> like, He's if gonna... he sees dead bodies for the rest of his life, if he sees dead people for the rest of his life, yeah, what job could he possibly do that he won't get fired for getting distracted in the middle of a shift and talking to the air? Well... Like, is he going to work from home? Is he maybe going to become a, maybe he'll work in a coroner's office? Mm-hmm. Um and work with dead bodies so that they just naturally show up. Damn, I didn't even consider a coroner. Because I had the same thought. I just thought he'd become like a, a child psychologist. I feel like, though, but what if ghosts walk in in the middle of a session? I feel like that's way too distracting. Well, he'd be, he'd be old enough by that point to just, like, say, like, you know, to figure out, like, I'll talk to them later. But what know? if they start to hurt him? Because that's the thing. Oh, yeah. Is that woman is hurting him. So, like, what if in the middle of a session he starts getting attacked? Like, I think he'd well, have I think he'd have to work in in a very extremely. I also actually my biggest suggestion I thought was the number one answer I thought because it's the most solo work I think he could do without having okay. to worry is becoming a writer and just writing about the ghosts he meets. Sure. Okay. Oh, and he could call uh, it fiction. Haunting of Hill House. Um. Yeah. Alternate universe. No. Here's the thing. Uh. Here's the thing. 
think about the moment where like the, the reason why that woman is attacking him is because he's afraid. But what happens if he's not afraid and he talks to this woman, right? But he can't talk to her in the middle of a session. Right, but he doesn't but if he's not showing fear because he knows ultimately all he has to do is help this person, they might not attack him in the middle of the session. But it, it they really only attack him because he's scared? It it's you know, it's kind of like when your parents tell you like when you see a dog or like like a, a stray dog, don't act scared because they're more inclined to attack you. Mm-hmm. You have to Okay, I see that. Right. It's just easier to attack something... Well, yeah, theoretically, it's easier to attack something that's scared because you have the power over it. Yeah. Okay. I can just... I, yeah. Okay. Um, I wrote... Just... I'm crying. In the scene in the car. I was just, like, yes! crying, I think, the whole scene. And I wrote... Um, oh, what did I say? Um, oh, so that's all I wrote about that scene because it's just brilliant and one of the best scenes in the movie arguably if yes. not the best scene yes um and then this is my last like i have some notes was when bruce willis discovers that he's dead because the ring drops out of her hand i just yeah. wrote he realizes it because she <laughs> dropped the ring lame well like i thought that was the worst choice for the reveal I was like, there. I wish he was like he saw his death certificate. Like, I want something dramatic <laughs> that she has like on the wall. Like, I wanted something that was I wish big. On the wall. Except, and instead, we just get a fucking ring dropping on the floor, and he's like, "Oh no, I've never been. I haven't worn it this whole time." I thought it was so lame. I was like, really, we get so many jump scares and so many like, oh, "What just happened?" moments, like so many freak out moments in the movie, and then all it is is. I thought the rest of the sequence was cool when like okay. it transitions from him leaning on the wall to the bed and him dying yeah. and then he f- sees his back and he realizes all of that I thought was great. I okay. thought the choice of him seeing the ring on the floor was lame and they could have done something way more dramatic than that. Interesting. Okay. I didn't give that much thought, but it really bothered me because the whole movie I was thinking I couldn't, that was the one thing in the movie I couldn't remember was how does he realize he's dead? And I wrote it multiple times in the movie. I was like, what is going to make this guy figure it out? Because there were so many signs. So I was like, how is he going to figure it out? Well, he and then when it he... got to it, it was so disappointing. Yeah, I think, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, he just, you know, Cole says it. He, they see what they want to see, right? So I like, guess. I wanted a death certificate. I wanted her to be like holding, <laughs> holding like a photo album and have the death certificate at the end of it or something. Like I wanted, yeah. Oh, that would be weird. Can you imagine just like, look at all these happy memories with my husband and here's his death certificate. I just, I needed it. Or maybe if he's like working and he's going through his boxes, because all of his stuff is there. So you'd think he would all of a sudden come across the death certificate okay. at some point. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. That, yes, I agree. Maybe yeah. that's how And it then maybe gone. he like opens the door to the basement, you know, and he realizes there's a table in front of it. So he realizes like... Oh, yeah. And then he walks, like, and then as he's walking through the house, and then the rest of the sequence can play as as written. But I needed a better, more dramatic reveal than the ring falling on the floor. That was, it was cheap. Um, those okay. are all my notes. Sure. So, um, <clears throat> un- unlike you, I do not have nine pages of notes. Uh, I... <laughs> That's okay. Most of my guests don't. I'm the crazy yeah. person. <laughs> no, it's also just like, we, you and I watch movies very differently. Um, Mm. like, really, how so? Um, when I'm, when I'm, I don't know, like, 
writing i've never like written notes for a movie before so it was very new to me i was just like oh okay this is what this is like i feel like <laughs> lauren uh no but like when when i'm watching a movie i'm like very like i i guess i'm just always been interested in like directors so i was paying attention to like all the shadow work and all the like oh cool yeah how cold the movie looked um which is which was very interesting because the movie looked cold without like that Tim Burton like blue filter kind of feel, mm-hmm. where Tim Burton movies always look cold. This one felt like almost clinical cold. It was absolutely mortifying. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because uh my first note uh my first note is Tony fucking Collette. <laughs> In all caps, and where you ended yours with question marks, I ended mine with uh, exclamation points. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she's she's a goddess. She's amazing. Yeah, uh, and Hereditary is one of my like top five favorite movies of all time. Yep. Yes, I and know. And just seeing Tony Collette, it I, I knew she was in this movie. Uh, so like I was really excited. The the one thing that made me excited about watching this movie was I was gonna see Tony Collette. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you, you remember as you're watching, oh, my God, Haley Joel Osment is the best. Um, <laughs> so uh, Lisa and I were talking while, <laughs> while the movie was starting, and she said that the font for the opening credits uh, scr- like scream uh, late 90s horror movie or yeah. horror entity. Yeah. Uh, my first thought was the X-Files. <gasps> uh, Very X-Files. Yeah. Her first thought was scream. Uh, <laughs> I agree with yeah. both of those. It is definitely yeah. a combination of like X-Files trying to take itself seriously and scream not yeah. taking itself seriously. Yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things where you watch it. You're just like, all right, I know what movie I'm getting into now. Like, let's just do this. Uh, uh, <laughs> opening light bulb lets you know serious shit, on- serious shit only from here on out. I actually wrote that the light bulb made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's super it's super silly. So it's silly. <laughs> it's super silly, but it's just one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, just so you know, from here on out, there's no goofy shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote Donnie Wahlberg is terrifying. Yep. Yeah. Um, also low key, like really good, like he did a good job. Oh, uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. You, you can't really say the same for all of his performances. Uh, you can't say the same for any actor's performances, really. But, like, oh, yeah. what a fantastic moment. Um, I have the quote. Uh, and then I had this moment where I completely forgot about who Donnie Wahlberg's character was. And I wrote, like, I think he sees dead people, too. And then, of oh, course. Oh, wow. Nice payoff later. Yeah, that was exactly. Good, that was a good guess. Yeah. And then, of course, you remember, like, the line where it's, uh, no quiero morir. Yo no quiero morir. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Which, how did, did, did he look he, up in a dictionary what that meant? I forget, like a Spanish dictionary. I don't how think did he they, know? I don't think they show it. How but... did he know Spanish? <laughs> I mean, he, he's like the I, whitest white boy in Philly. How does he I know mean, Spanish? Latin and Spanish are not the same thing. Uh, but, Maybe he guessed because like even like like I'm a I'm a Latino man and I don't speak Spanish. But when I heard yo, quiero mo- yo no quiero morir, I was like, I think that means I don't want to die. Oh, OK. Yeah. So it could have just been a guess. Yeah. Um, 
And there was that moment earlier where he was looking up the Latin. Exactly. Which, again, so, it's yeah. not the same, but... But, yeah, maybe that's that's why I was thinking maybe he had a Spanish dictionary or something. Because yeah. he's got to work probably with kids who come who are from Latino families. And yeah. Spanish is probably... Uh, could potentially be their, like, first language. So it'd be easier to... Yeah. 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 Uh, and I'm going to directly challenge one of your spicy hot takes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so you said... Bruce Willis is a terrible, like, guy in this movie and, like, a terrible, like, he's terrible to his wife. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, I mean, he, he could be terrible in the fact that, like, he loved, like, he takes his work so seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think the moment that, like, really breaks my heart in the beginning, and it's something I had never noticed before, and it's even in the end. So there's that, he gets shot, the camera pans back to Donnie Wahlberg, and it's moving sideways to where you can only see the motion of Donnie Wahlberg putting the gun to his head. And mm-hmm. then, like, as he puts the gun to his head, it moves and you can see him jerk, but you can't see anything else. Yeah. Bruce Willis's first thing that he says after he gets shot... As if he killed himself. Yeah. Did Vincent. Yeah. And, like, man, he doesn't care that he got shot. He, he cares on whether or not Vincent is okay. How I interpreted it was he's worried that she might have gotten shot. Oh, okay. That, like, he thinks the second gunshot actually... Because what if, like, he had just shot both of them? Yeah, I mean, that make that makes sense, but I, I think that he was so... But you know what? That goes... I guess that can go into, like, him taking the job... Putting the job first over his wife was he was more worried about Vincent than he was about his wife. Exactly. Which is why, okay. like, I can't believe he doesn't take the time to try to get her out of the room. Yeah. Like, he doesn't... Because, like, if I were in that situation, I was worried about my partner. As weird as this sounds, I would want to go closer to the danger so that they could potentially leave. So at least yeah. I'd be worried about one less person, you know? He did, But he did kind of do that. He, like, told her to stay still, and then he walked closer to the bathroom. He told her, right? yeah, but, like, he didn't try... I don't know. He did put himself between them. I'm I'm biased. I just really don't like him. That's fair. No, that's that's completely <laughs> Again, fair. Again, this is why we're arguing this point. Yeah. This is this is completely fair. Uh let's see. What is uh glasses with no lenses? Hip AF. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate that's actually one of my pet peeves is when people wear fake glasses. I've disliked it so much. Who has to wear glasses? I'm so offended that you think <laughs> you look fashionable. <laughs> I mean, glasses are fashionable. They can be fashionable. But my God, don't co-op something that doesn't, like, it's just, who who do you think you are? They're yeah. they're just fake lens. I mean, I have a pair of fake lenses for, for characters, yeah. for performing. I am not going to wear them out on the street. Yeah. Uh, so, let's see. Um, my next one is about her giving, uh, is about Anne giving Bruce Willis's character, what was, what was his name? I wrote it down at some point, but I can't remember anymore. Yeah. It, um, I'm double checking on it right now just to He's s- just Bruce Willis. See. Yeah, that's why I keep calling him. Because also you watch a movie with him in it and it's just, it's, oh, Malcolm was his Malcolm. name. Malcolm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Which again, I, doesn't look like Malcolm. I did have a thought where I was like, huh, his name is Malcolm. Like, I didn't write it down, but I was like, his name is Malcolm. <laughs> Obviously a psychologist. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, like the most psychologist name. But there's, like, a, an actual moment where, like, she's giving him the cold shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. Where she's sleeping and he sits on the bed and she moves a little bit and she pulls the... Because she's the, cold, yeah. Because she's cold. But I was just like, uh-huh, 
cold shoulder. Anyway, uh, moving on. Most of my notes are all just like dumbass puns. So here we go. <laughs> um, uh, this moment where uh, Cole asks his mom, what are you thinking, mama? And in my head, I was just like, my kid is fucking weird. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that is so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it is true though. Like, oh, like, oh god, my kid's so weird. Like, I'm sure my mom definitely had that thought a bunch of times. Like, I oh, think my god, all my parents kid. have that at some point where we're just sure. kind of afraid of our kids because we're like, oh, oh, who are they gonna become? Are they gonna? Yeah, it's. Or, yeah. or just like, I wish my kid was normal. You know, like that scene in the Babadook. Like, why can't you be normal? That. Oh, Lauren, check out the Babadook. It's I so will. good. Don't worry. I will. I know uh, it's very LGBTQ friendly, so. Well, <laughs> Baba, yes, Babadook. Yeah, I've heard the jokes about how that was misappropriately uh, labeled, and I think you're that's gonna hilarious. Be, you're going to be Baba Shuck when you see it, Lauren. It's going to be great. <laughs> we need to move on. Move on. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We could We could be punny all day. Yeah, uh, fuck that actor kid was my next note. Uh, <laughs> telling you, I wrote that. I wrote that note like fifty times in here. I just hated him. Yep. Um, I wrote my next, the next big note, and we've already kind of talked about it, but I just want to like hammer in the point of like that dumb waiter scene, fucks me up still. It's horrible. It is like watching her trying, watching him get stuck in there, and hearing him. And first, okay, just starting with the basic of the ghost sounds terrifying. And yes. you're instantly like, oh, no, 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 that's really scary. Oh, my God, yes. no, 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 don't get in there. Because imagine what he looks like, you know? Yes. And because he sounds horrifying. He does. And then watching him get originally trapped and him screaming his head off. Then watching his mom yes. desperately trying to save him and can't fucking get in. And then when she he can't get in. And then when she takes him out and he's passed out and you're just like, what just happened? Yeah, to and he has this. Child? And his clothes are scratched up. Yeah. Which you only find out later. But here's the thing. Here's something that fucked me up this time. Watching it again. Do you hear what he's saying? Who? Cole? The, no, no, no. The ghost. He's saying something like, I swear I didn't take the master's horse. Like, please let me out of here. Yes. Which is like one of the moments that made me think like Philadelphia must be fucking terrifying. Yeah. Because of the history of just like... Yeah, America. That's like, why that scene, the school scene, when the teacher is like telling him like, no laws were made and blah blah blah. It's like if it was a courthouse, of course people were also killed here. Yeah, like that's even in To Kill a Mockingbird. They used to hold prisoners in the basement. Like, yeah, that's like a thing back in the day. Courthouses yes. were also places people went to die. Of like, course, yeah. and they also sometimes doubled as jails and like exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you know. That teacher uh, should I should have nominated that teacher for um, literal worst award because I also yeah, hated him too. Was, yeah, the way he spoke, what a garbage thing. He's a garbage person for like saying shit like that to Cole. Like I did say, say that to kids. I did say when he calls him like "shut up, you freak." I was like fired. <laughs> yeah, <You're> absolutely. Fired. <laughs> you are an adult. You need to handle this situation better. Yeah. <laughs> like my god. Um. Let's see. Uh, Bruce Willis in the hospital is sexy AF. I stand by that. Uh, and then, like, a lot of my notes also turn into, like, kitchen ghost time! Because I got, like, really excited. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Like, kid actor isn't even fucking good. That's one of the other things I wrote. Like, yep. 
like this kid like and this is I remember exactly I wrote this note because he's like one time the man was in the jungle right and I was just like oh shut the fuck up (laughs) 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 definitely not better than cats um let's see oh something a moment that I really loved in this movie is when they finish shopping and he's in the shopping cart and like you could see he just you know he looks as miserable as he always does and his mom starts pushing him faster in the shopping cart. I love that moment. What a, it's maybe I maybe it's a cliche. That. Maybe it's a cliche. Maybe it's been in other movies, but my god, just like you see this kid lives in so much misery. He has like a moment of pure joy where he yeah. feels the wind in his hair and between his fingertips and he feels like he's flying. See, I wish the movie had more moments like that of just a little bit of levity. Because it's so heavy, so long. When you finish the movie, you're exhausted. You're yeah. just emotionally drained, which you kind of get the feeling of that's what Cole goes through on a daily basis. But also, like yeah. as an audience goer, I don't want to know what that feels like. I just want to watch him go through it. I mean, it hammers in the point, you know. Like it. There's only one other movie that I've seen that has just been, just so. I mean, I've seen a lot of, like, really fucked up movies where it's always miserable. But there's only one other movie where, like, they hammer in the misery as much as possible that has, like, affected me as much as this movie. Um, not scared it? me. Effect- oh, it's a movie called Funny Games. Hmm, um, I haven't heard of it. There, It's they. It's an originally, like, a German movie, and then they remade it. The same director remade it uh, in an, with an English cast starring Michael Pitt... Um, and it's in the same house, and it's a shot-for-shot shot remake by the same act, by the same director. Um, but there's a moment in that movie where wait, oh, I have heard of this. I just um, I read this in an article recently as one of like the most underrated best horror movies. Oh, it is terrifying, but it's terrifying in a way that's like like it's not scary. Like it's not gonna. I mean, maybe it'll give you nightmares because it's a home invasion movie. Mm-hmm. But um, but anyway, uh, moving back. To oh, the yeah. sixth sense. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the movie we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, we were. I, I guess we we're. Uh, yeah. Um. I. I also wrote. Uh. Tony Collette is both an amazing and a horrible mom. Uh. Two movies that like influenced me the most, obviously as a child, was Sixth Sense, and then as an adult, Hereditary. Yeah. Like, and it's funny that she's a part of. Uh. Personally, just like two movies that. Changed. Kind of like changed me a little bit. Um, Sixth Sense changed me a lot, but Hereditary, I remember walking out of that movie theater realizing something about myself. Um, and it's amazing that Tony Collette was a part of that, like a part of two moments of my life. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, the projects that she was given, right? Or, or that, uh, she was awarded because she earned those fucking roles. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just a testament to how good of an actor she is. Like, in my top three favorite actors, it's Gary Oldman, Kate uh, Blanchett, and Tony Collette. They're all three of them are my favorite actors working. Um, they're just all, th- they're so good. And Tony Collette just blows my mind. Everything I see her in. Oh my God. Uh, and then, of course, I wrote that the Bumblebee um, scene where they're at the dinner table. Yeah. It was, that moment shook me to my core because, like, the easy thing to do 
when your mom is asking you if you took the pendant, right? And she's not mad. She's just like, why are you doing this, right? She's not mad. The easy thing to do is lie and say, I won't do it again. Yeah. But he's he tells the truth. He tells the truth as best as he can without giving up his secret mm-hmm. and saying, no, I didn't move it. Like, oh my God, that scene, like... I I cried a little I, I teared up a little bit. I wouldn't I didn't like there were no tears streaming down my face, but mm-hmm. I teared up because I was just like the the complete innocence and like oh it just it just really affected me just how like he told the truth and that's just such a maybe it's maybe I'm being affected by the world we're living in right now mm-hmm. where like <laughs> the telling the truth like the truth is not something you hear all the time yeah and it was just a, a, a just a, a moment where like there are negative repercussions for that and you did it anyway yeah. right and then of course like there's that beautiful moment like literally right after where he he says um he says if you're not so mad could i possibly oh, like I sleep with you moment. yeah and she's, she's like, like look at my face yeah I'm not mad what i mean my god again See, that's why i think she's a great mom because yeah sure she can get upset you know because she just doesn't understand what's going on of course but i love that she always brings it back around of course and makes and that... it clear to him how much he she loves him and yeah just wants him to be happy yeah that's she really fantastic work from her fantastic writing she is a good mom that is a good mom character through and through. Yeah. Um, you know, her and Henry Thomas in uh, Haunting a Bly Manor, Ugh, would, yeah. they would be the best parents in the world. Wait, Hen- you really think he's a good parent? Oh, we can have this debate. Not I right do. now. We'll talk about that off the podcast. Yeah. But we'll, I... we'll talk about that off the podcast, yeah. I, but I, yes, I do, I do think he was a good parent. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, and then, of course, the rest of my notes are like, want to see my dad's gun, kid? Vomit, girl. Uh, oh, and the most surprising ghost, because this is the one ghost I forgot about until the moment that I saw her. The fucking the makeup. The ghost? No, no, no. I knew about the bicycle ghost. <gasps> oh, yes, the burn victim. Yes. Yeah. I There was a moment where I was just like, she came up and I was like, oh my God, yes, she's a ghost. Holy shit. And like literally right before the teacher was like, who are you talking to? Worst yeah. teacher in the world. <laughs> um, oh, and another note that uh, it's the end of my notes. That's it. Uh, that Lisa brought up at the end of this movie was she said, I bet medium skyrocketed after this movie, which is kind of fucked up. Uh, That's very true. This and ghost, I think mediums probably went way up. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure Ghost, yeah, Ghost came way before this movie. Oh, of um, course, yeah. But if there was if there was a lull somewhere in the 90s, it was definitely, like, brought back to its peak mm-hmm. uh, with this movie. I mean, just driving to work, I see, like, three psychics. Like... Yeah, in New York, you can't walk down. In certain neighborhoods, every block has a psychic. Yeah. That's all, you know, bullshit. But, like... Yeah. It's taking I actually, a... I read a great article a few months ago about how many people fall victim to psychics and mm-hmm. lose all their life savings. Yeah. And there's actually someone who, it's his specialty to uh, to sue these people, to sue okay. the psychics, to get people's lives back. Very Harry Houdini. 
Yeah, and he only takes on like two clients a year because he does so much research into all the illegal wow. shit the psychics do that he like can't help more people. Yeah. Because there's like so much to it. They've scammed so many people. Yeah, it's disgusting. And it was shocking because he was like, you'd be surprised how often it still happens even in today's world. Because like, it's the same thing as cults. It's like all it takes is the worst mm-hmm. moment of your life for you to be vulnerable enough to believe someone's lies. Yeah. You yeah. just need to need help enough that you forget yep. all reason. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it for my notes. My notes, nice. I guess, were more just, like, me, like, having random thoughts. But No, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the point of yeah. I have some notes. But now we move yeah. into spicy hot takes. Spicy fucking hot takes. We get to share our usually negative opinions about the movie. Yeah. Um... I'll go ahead and get us started with, uh, I've already said a few of these, but one of the ones I wrote that I haven't mentioned yet, I don't understand why Vincent targets Bruce Willis's character, why he targets Malcolm. I think it's really far-fetched that one, that Malcolm hasn't, or that um, Vincent hasn't seen other psychologists other than Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. And two... That a whole 10 years goes by. And what, the whole 10 years he hated Bruce Willis? Or just, like, in his mental state, he just decides Bruce Willis is the cause of his pain? Like, also, why does he choose to kill Bruce Willis and then kill himself? Why didn't he just kill himself if he's so upset with how the world works? Like, I I just, it bothers me so much. Like, after watching that scene and analyzing it, I was just like, it bothers me so much that that's what just happened. Because I think it's so pointless which is maybe the point but i think it's so far-fetched that this guy has held this grudge against bruce willis when he's probably seen other psychologists or like gotten help from other people and yep sure i mean uh hmm. we all have those people in our lives right that like we all like there's something about us that we don't like and we blame somebody else for it right yeah um and i just think it's one of those moments especially like you, that's what you go to a psychologist for, right? Is because you want to fix these, like not necessarily fix these things, but understand them, right? And there was, there's probably never this moment of clarity for this guy where he's just like, you know, this is what this is. Instead, the psychologist, he, he probably ended up sending him to an institution, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think, I think that for me personally, like it's, it's, that is definitely a spicy hot take um, because I don't agree. But <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. Uh, I'm willing to I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt on that one, uh, especially because that came from a time where uh, this movie came out. I think it came out in August '99. Um, I think you're right. Yeah. And I don't know if you know what happened just a few months before doesn't matter because this movie was filmed most likely a year before uh but a few months before columbine happened right and what was the thing that everybody said was that like oh these kids were bullied and they were taking out their their uh pent-up aggression about being bullied on on their tormentors and then you know years later it came out it came to be that like they actually weren't really bullied they were actually um they actually had friends and they were kind of just assholes, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, this this came out at a time where people thought about, you know, like, you have all the 
this trauma, mm-hmm. right? It, it, you know, it came out at a point where people were, were demonizing trauma. Yeah. You know? Um, which is why, like, again, that goes to, like, the psychology, I guess, of M. Night Shyamalan, where he maybe, wrong or right, he makes movies about this. You know, like Split. Um, you have the 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 possibility of of saying of demonizing uh people with did mm-hmm. right um it's it's possible he's demonizing somebody who might have been diagnosed otherwise with something else you know uh so yeah i don't know i don't know yeah uh that's okay. a good, but that is a good point you brought up, though. I didn't really think of that because I, I just kind I, of assumed. I guess I just I I get defensive, you know, when like mental health crises are featured in movies, and I think they're almost always portrayed negatively, as if these people are beyond help of and course. are a danger to society and must be like taken out and put out of their misery, and like these kind of insinuations. And I feel like this movie kind of feeds into that narrative a little bit. Yeah, it it definitely does. Um, I I think as a society, we're finally moving past that. We're finally understanding that, you know, the kid with depression isn't is less likely to go out and kill somebody than the kid who's just angry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, although that that might be controversial. I don't really know. I don't. I unfortunately, I don't know the psychology of a lot of these kids, other than like they just did something bad. Mm-hmm. You know, they did something fucking horrific. Um, but, yeah, I think we can look at this movie now and we can say that that was a that was a slip. That was a misstep. Right. But back in those days, it. It was just a thing. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't say it's a fact. I wouldn't say it, it was just a thing. It was just a thing that people like didn't really and that i'm guilty of that where like i see that and you think this one thing but i think of it as just like yeah that was just the thought at the time you know Mm -hmm. like that's just of course that's what it was um and i just didn't i just didn't question it yeah um yeah okay cool yeah yeah uh do you have a spicy hot take to share uh spicy hot take a lot of the scenes linger uh, too long um Mm -hmm. i think uh, I think some of the scenes could have been shorter. It's funny because one of the scenes that I don't think needs to be shorter is the the one we were just talking about with Donnie Wahlberg. I think that actually goes on as as needed because um, it shows that moment where... Because the reason why it goes on for so long is he's talking about, like, you don't remember me, you don't remember me, and he's thinking about the kids in his head, mm-hmm. right? And it goes to show that there's a moment where he forgot who this kid was. Yeah. Right? Because he had to go through like five like names to finally awkward. get there. Yeah, it is. It's super awkward, but like it goes. But it makes into... me think he, he would have killed him sooner if he didn't get it right after like one try. <laughs> maybe, maybe, or no, maybe it could have just been like, "I want you to remember me," right? Like the last few moments before you die, I want you to know who did it. I guess, um, but then like tell him. I don't know. Anyway, I'm. Uh, gonna... Yeah. That scene drives me crazy. Anyway, continue. Sorry. No, yeah, yeah. but it, it just goes to show, like, like. Uh, Bruce Willis's intention for helping Cole mm-hmm. is I failed this one kid. I cannot do that again. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Uh, was that a spicy hot take? I don't know. 
I don't know if that was a spicy hot I think hot. you, oh, well, you said, oh, you said your spicy hot take was some scenes linger too long. Yeah, they, they linger too long. I think the shots linger too long. Like, we get maybe, like, a shot of, like, somebody walking for too long. It's like, okay, cool. We can, we know they're walking. Please talk. Um, please do something else. Uh, I don't know. As far as, like, as far as performances go, I kind of agree with your spicy hot take of, like, and was a spite was a, a spicy meatball. Uh, a manic pixie dream girl. Ma a manic pixie dream girl. Can I can I mention a couple of my spicy hot takes that like Please. talk about this? Please. Um, well, one of them is reasons I don't like Bruce Willis's character, and this reasons I don't like Malcolm. Okay. When the Italian restaurant scene happens, I wrote okay. as one of my spicy hot takes proof that he's bad. <laughs> I wrote he's, interesting. He's late for his anniversary dinner. He's late. Okay. She's already eaten. Like, he rises at the table. She's eaten her fucking food. He is very late. And he starts talking about himself. And he mm. starts talking about his work. And I was so upset. Okay. I was like, yeah, clearly you don't know that you're dead. You don't know why she's not talking to you. Right. But for you to immediately start talking about your work, which is supposedly the thing you're fighting about, that you don't care enough about her. All you care about is your work. And you're late because probably of your work dick move like oh. if you were alive she'd divorce you no i i yeah no i that's definitely a spicy take uh at least for me i i don't agree i think i think that's him just trying to like humanize and say i'm late because this kid like it's not okay though if that's what they're fighting about do not even talk about work with her like oh, no. <laughs> they've gone way past the point of return okay okay um I mean, yeah, I, I, I understand the walking on eggshells. Like, mm -hmm. he should he should be walking on eggshells, for sure. Uh, but I also, I don't know. Uh, well, another point of evidence that I have that, like, they as a couple just does not work and, and Man of Pixie Dream Girl shit. They managed to squeeze in a nudity scene into this movie. Whoa. She already has no personality and oh my God, no traits. We don't even know really what she does for a living. Like, sure, she it looks like she works in an yeah. antique shop, but, like, it's not... We get no information about her, really, at all. So she has no soul. And then they squeeze in a nudity scene when she's taking yeah. a shower. And I was appalled. I literally wrote in all caps, I wrote, Manic Pixie Dream Girl shit, I am gonna throw up. And they squeezed in nudity, what the fuck? That's But that's on the director. That's not on Bruce Willis's character. Exactly, which is why, yeah, um, I have... M. Night yeah. Shyamalan, I have problems with your depiction of women in this movie. Other, I agree. other than with Anna, with specifically Anna, Sp I think yeah. Tony Collette is perfect. Great writing, good job. Yeah. But in terms of Anna, has is soulless. I mean, she's not even like a person. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think she needs to be in the movie, but I think she needs, I think she, I, like needs, like lines, and I think she needs, uh, you know, a personality. Yeah. Uh, um, and then was that? Oh, and then my last couple of things that I just wrote as specifically about their relationship is like, he says in the end, you know, she was never second. That's such a fucking lie. She was clearly second the whole time, even when he's dead and working. She's still second. Yeah, no, she's, yeah, she's um, been she's always. Yes. And I find the ending actually kind of really funny when he's like trying to make it up to her by giving her these final words. Please go on. It's okay. It's gonna be better now. Yeah, I was laughing. I was like, <laughs> yeah. you guys are, you had that one cute moment of the Dr. Seuss thing, and then the rest of the time of the movie, I could not believe that you were a couple. Yeah, it was, it was a little cheesy. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, you, I do wish that there was more. Um, you know, a good moment where 
a good moment where I'm going to agree with your spicy hot take of him being a terrible husband. Oh, isn't that nice? You're agreeing with one of my spicy hot takes. <laughs> just a, well, understand, I mostly agree, but I'm just like, mm, here's where I'm going to like, but uh, no, the... When she gives him, when she gives the the shithead, the uh, when she gives Cheese Dick, um, <laughs> the the book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's that moment is uh, cut off very shortly by a loud bang, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they go and look, and it's because uh, Bruce Willis has he, he broke the window. He broke the window, which also is more evidence that I don't like him. Is that's her store, and he just broke her window. Yes, exactly. And that's really fucked up. Exactly. Although it does go into like the like ghost being angry thing, right? So like there's there's some kind of power to like the ghost being angry in this. But yes, that is her store, her window, and he broke her window. Like, bro, are you going to are you I feel like if he was alive, he'd murder her. Also doesn't exactly, which also doesn't he realize she's going to if he thinks he's alive and that they're still together, doesn't he think she's going to figure out it was him? Because who yeah, the fuck sure. else would randomly break the fucking window right as she's about to kiss her coworker? For sure, for sure. It yeah. Anyway, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I do, yeah. Do you have another he, spicy hot take? Uh, I, man, I didn't write any spicy hot takes down personally because I just I'm so enamored with this movie. Um, I can list off mine and you can just disagree with please, me. Please, <laughs> I would love to disagree and just talk about spicy hot takes. Okay, well, I have a few more. These two were funny. They're like they're like joke spicy hot takes. An alternate title for this movie could have been Poor Kid. <laughs> that's just yeah. what I wrote by far more than anything else. It's just this for poor sure. fucking kid. Um, and then I also wrote Alternate Universe. He is literally Charlie Brown. Wait, who? Cole. How? He's just like a tar- Charlie Brown archetype of like this cute, very emotional, sensitive kid who everybody makes fun of. And he just can't seem to just like get his shit together. Oh and my he's God. trying so hard and he acts like a little man, but he's just little. He is Charlie Brown. Yep, alternate universe. This is who Charlie Brown is in real life. Is wow. Cool. Oh yep. my God. Wow. Yep. So that was would it. Lucy, would Lucy be the fucking actor kid? Uh, yes. Yes, she would. Wow. Yep. Amazing. Thanks. Amazing how we tell the same stories over and over again, huh? <laughs> yeah. uh. <laughs> uh, my next one, this is like sarcastic. I was like, the reason you don't see the twist coming is because it doesn't make sense. Because they just break their own rules so many times <laughs> they, in the movie. They do. They do break their own rules. Uh, which, like, I get you don't want the audience to get it right away. But, like, come on. Um, yeah, agreed. What else did I... Some of these I've already said, so I'm, like, trying to find the ones I haven't mentioned yet. Um, Oh, this is a true... Okay, this is the spicy hot take I'm most proud of. Okay, let's do it. Cole should just move out of town and move to the country. Problem solved. Okay. Uh, Please explain. Because these ghosts keep finding him because he's in the middle of a city where people have been dying for centuries. If he moves to the country, to a town that maybe has never really been developed... That has not had many people live there. He potentially okay. will be so much more protected from all the ghosts. Uh, do we forget about the fact that uh, we were not the f- the white people were not the first people here? Okay, we'll uh, go to a place land. that was not a Native American <laughs> landmark that was not a, a territory for them. I think I, he could I, do it. I mean, 
As an adult, I, I bet know. that's what he does. When he becomes a writer as an adult, he moves to the country. He moves like into the woods or something like exactly. that. Exactly. If he moves into the mountains, he's not going to meet anybody. I don't know, man. Because like, I, I'm just thinking about like the cowboys and like all these raids and shit like that. But like, the mountains, there's no cowboys in the fucking mountains. Cowboys are from the plains. Someone, someone clearly did not play Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. So yeah, I'm who said sure. that game was realistic? <laughs> Listen, I get all of my information from video games and movies. Okay. No, you do not. You do not want people thinking that about you. <laughs> no, I don't. I no, I don't. You listen to podcasts like a good person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please listen to this podcast more. Thank you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> thank you. Shameless advertising. Uh, yeah, no, that is a, that is a spicy hot take if yeah. I've ever heard one, and I just don't agree. Well, that's Ghosts the one I'm everywhere. most proud of. So, <laughs> um, also, how the hell can ghosts scratch him? Why aren't they scratching anyone else? Like, why? Like, I see it. So, we do get that moment. We just talked about it. Bruce Willis breaks the glass. So, like, sure. why aren't more people getting hurt by ghosts? Sure. Yeah, that is definitely a, a plot hole. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's because... Cole can actually see them and maybe like yeah maybe maybe they can't see what who does maybe they can't see people who don't see them no but then that doesn't make sense because like yeah the glass yeah it's a plot hole it's confusing yeah it is it Um, is my next spicy hot take this movie needed way more comedy it just needed a better balance uh I believe I'm I'm one of those people I need a balanced movie otherwise it's almost impossible to rewatch it and this movie is kind of difficult to rewatch because mm. it is so heavy. And mm. I just wish there were more puppy moments, more moments of him being like having awkward moments in front of his classmates, uh, more moments of maybe him and his mom being in a loving relationship, you know, and then all of a sudden a ghost come al- comes along to ruin it. You know, like I needed more things like that to be able to breathe a little bit easier in this. Um, uh, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. Uh, you because, don't like, agree? I definitely no. I definitely do not agree. Um, um, here's the thing: uh, if we get comedy, if... <laughs> wait, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but every time I hear "here's the thing," all I think of is my favorite murder. Their their quote is "here's the thing." Fuck everyone. <laughs> well, okay. Here's so the I thing. I thought you were gonna say that. <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, fuck you. No, I'm just joking. Uh... <laughs> wow. No, no, I don't mean that. In the, I do not mean that. I know in the you don't mean that. So continue. What's, <laughs> what is your argument to my spicy hot take again? So if so, two arguments. Uh, if if there's if there is more comedy in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what differentiates this from like scary movie? Um, but scary movie is pure comedy. There's no scary anything in it. I. I understand that, but then here's my main argument, right? Uh, the moment, the moment where Cole is on the shopping cart, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean much if if you're not living in Cole's total misery the entire time, right? Like, sure, you could feel bad for him being made fun of and all that stuff, and like maybe he gets pantsed or something like that, but like. You, it, I don't you have think to, you need to live in the misery the whole movie to feel it. Uh, you watch hanged people in the background for like sixty seconds. Yeah, well, that's that that goes into my into my thing where I'm just like some scenes need to be shorter. The hanged people needs to be shorter. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, 
yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe we can blend our spicy hot take where misery is fine, but please make the scene shorter. Yes, I all agree yeah. with that. Okay, we met in the middle. Mm-hmm. My next spicy hot take. <laughs> yes. Um, is I. I find it almost impossible to believe that the coincidence of Vincent also could see ghosts and so can Cole. Like, is mm-hmm. it in the in Philadelphia's water? Like, is it because they're blonde? Like, why can they both see ghosts? It hard, makes... hard fucking agree. Thank you. <laughs> it's just such a fucking coincidence. It's so upsetting. I was like, wow, the movie just cheated so hard. To yep. make Bruce Willis believe Cole instead of actually having to work for it. Instead yeah. of actually just believing the fucking kid. Yeah, the tape recorder is terrifying, but yeah, agreed. Hard agree. Very, oh my. Very upsetting. Um, And then I just have... Oh wait, that was it. That was my last one. Oh, oh. We finally agreed. Look at that. And now we move on to the final ironic question of the podcast. Of course. Should this be remade? Which, um, I'm gonna spoiler alert, no... I have, I guess my, my answer to that is, uh, it's already been remade. What? What movie? Uh, how, what I wrote down here is, uh, how many, how many ghost movies are there where the kid sees a ghost, but the parents don't like, like all of them. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like even before this movie, right. The only thing that make that separates this movie from the others is the twist. Um, and, and the psychology element of it, I think. Sure, yeah, but I mean that that also kind of goes into like the conjuring or something like that, like the conjuring mm. two, right? Mm-hmm. Where like it's it there, there's only so many ways that you can make a ghost story kind of uh, new, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not I'm not necessarily saying that that's a bad thing. A lot of those movies are very good, um, but yeah, I, I I as far as like. Should the sixth sense be remade? No, absolutely not. I think that this is, uh, I think it's a classic. I think there are certain movies you don't touch. I don't think you touch Jaws. I don't think you touch, uh, you know, The Godfather. And I don't think you touch this. Um, but, unless you know, telling retelling it from like a different point of view, that would actually that would actually be super interesting. That's maybe, yeah. You know what? That, that's the only time I would say like, yeah, hell yeah, let's see this remake. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that was Please Don't Remake This. Uh, thank you all for listening. I really hope that you watched the movie before we spoiled everything. Wouldn't that be hilarious if we had somebody who listened to this and didn't know he was dead the whole oh, time? Oh, my God. I would feel so bad for that. Per- I am so sorry. This show is just assume that you can't watch it. I've Literally, I've had to start telling people because the episodes are so long. I've had to tell people, I'm like, look, we get into all the details. So, like, it is best to watch the movie the night before and then listen to the podcast the next day on your way to work because yeah, I'm, I'm there's not no sorry. other way to do it. Um, yeah, no, don't be sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, watch the movie. Yeah, uh, but uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, Nick, you have some of your plays on New Play Exchange. See. So everybody go check out Nick Valdez if you have an account with New Play Exchange. With an S. With an S, yes. Uh, V-A-L-D-E-S. That's me. And um, do did you want to drop your handle as well? Uh, I mean, you can. Uh, uh, it's easy to find me on New Play Exchange through my Instagram handle, which is uh, Nick A. Valdez on Instagram. Um, yeah, Nick A. Valdez. 
Uh, my The link is on there. Uh, I have a private account, but if you want to add me, I'll probably just add you. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> as long as, like, you're not, like, your name is not, like, Alexa T536, where it's like, oh, I know you're a bot. Like... <laughs> Good to know. No bots allowed. No bots allowed. Here. Not in this kingdom. Oh, God. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We've lost it. Oh, well, thank you all for listening. Um, Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, Specifically, App- I know Spotify doesn't have, like, rating or reviewing, but Apple Podcasts does. And it helps, you know, it's, it's very kind. I also read all the reviews, so it's very nice to see when people actually enjoy the show. Um, follow us on Instagram at please don't remake this. And I hope you all, uh, tune in for the next episode, whatever that may be. And thanks you guys. Bye. Do you want to say bye? Oh, uh, yes. Goodbye. I was just, I was just like, I'm not sure what to do here. I'm not, I'm always awkward in these moments. So goodbye, everybody. I hope you have fun. Goodbye.